I spent eight years trying to reach him, and then another seven trying to keep him locked up because I realized that what was living behind that boy's eyes was purely and simply evil. Hey, Lonnie, get your ass away from this podcast. <laughs> this is the Hold Up Podcast, and I am one of your hosts, David Dennis. Uh, and in case you didn't guess from that uh, uh, horrible, obscure uh, reference slash invitation, uh, we're going to be talking about the classic Halloween movies this week and, and checking out if they hold up or not. But I'm not going to be doing this alone, thank God, because that would be awkward and terrible. Uh, I am joined, <laughs> first of all, with... Oh, Matthew, Matthew Cleary's here. Sorry about that. Sorry, I missed my, missed my cue. Here from <laughs> Columbia once again. Um, That's okay. Yeah. And Good to see you. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I'm, I'm terrible at this. Jeez. Um, hi, this is Amy again. Thanks again for for having me back. Um, I had a great time last time, and I thoroughly no enjoy talking about the Halloween movies today. So yeah, I hadn't I hadn't decided yet. Although I have decided what I want to do for the next show. Although I haven't talked to anyone about it yet. Um, but uh, we'll get to that uh, at the end of the episode. But. Yeah, uh, this was a terrible introduction, but I'm not going to re-record it because I think it's hilarious. Um, uh, I'm curious, though, as we we always kind of start out uh, with these episodes, uh, what are your guys' experience with these movies? These are a little bit older than, I guess, what we're used to doing. So I don't think any of us saw it in theaters because this came out... Uh, I think Matthew probably around the time you were born. Yeah, so. it's exactly the year I was born. I think was the first one. Yeah. Oh, nice. So, I'm curious. Like, did you see it on TV as a kid, or like, did you not see it until later on as an adult? It, interestingly enough, rewatching part two, I, I like about halfway through or th- third of the way through, I'm like, oh, I've seen this before. It must have been on TNT or something, or maybe HBO oh. or something. Because you know, and the thing that triggered my memory was. The nurse character, she's also in uh, Spinal Tap. And I was like, wow, that actress, she's really, really attractive. I can't remember her. I know she's like, (laughs) yeah, and and it was uh, Nurse Alvis, I think her name was, um, in the movie. um, Gloria Gloria Gifford, I think is the actress's name. But anyway, it was one of those things where I was like, oh, okay. Then it kind of came back to me. And I don't really have much a recollection of watching the first one, though. I, I it, you know, it, I didn't remember any of the scenes other than things I might have just caught up on the internet or something. So I think I think what happened was I'd never seen the first one, and then the second one is something that I had seen when I was a lot younger. But the only thing I remember was the nurse character. So and 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 and, and I told you before I, I told I hate I hate the Rob Zombie remakes. I have seen them. I really disliked both of them. Oh, okay. And I don't think I've I think I've seen the end of the Paul Rudd movie. And I have no what, part five. Okay. I think I don't think I've seen any of the others. That was part part. Oh, that's part six. Yeah. Okay. And, and it has the girl from yeah. um, Last Boy Scout in it, uh, Daniela Harris or something. Oh, Daniel Daniela Harris. Harris. Yeah, she, she was Bruce Willis's daughter. She's in. She's not in part six. Sorry, Amy. You were. She's gonna... in five. <laughs> no, I was just going to say that she was in four and five. Oh, Sorry, okay. That's all and, and she was in four and five and the Rob Zombie remake because right. she plays right. the, the friend in those, which is like the only connection that those have with the original 
movies. I, I might be confused um, now. Okay, so yeah. Paul Rudd is in part six, not five. Yeah, okay. that's okay. And then and then after yeah. six, it starts like the H two O timeline or something. Is that how that works? Yeah, H two O like picks up from Halloween two and just ignores three, four, five, six. three okay. through six. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. And then Halloween three is the one that's like doing its own thing. <laughs> it's off in the corner, kind of doing right. Its it doesn't own have thing. Michael Myers. It doesn't have Haddonfield. Right, 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 right. That was yeah. the anthology. Yeah, which is the the uh, way that I wish this series had gone. Like I kind of wish that. They just had left Michael Myers burning on the hospital floor. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, we'll we'll get into that eventually, I'm sure as well. Uh, Amy, I'm curious, what are your what is your experience with these movies? Yeah, so this actually um, was one of the first horror films I saw when I was very young. So, oh wow, I want to <laughs> say I watched this when I was around six or seven. Um, yeah. So, I mean, you know, we don't need to discuss whether or not my parents were good at, uh, parenting or not, but, uh, yeah, no, it it was, uh, every Friday, my dad and I would go to jumbo video and rent a film. And I was really into horror films at a young age. I think, I feel like the first horror film I actually saw was Poltergeist, uh, or at least bits of it. Oh, wow. So that got me that would have turned films. me off. Like me I would have been like, no thing, none of none more of that, please. Yeah, it's interesting because it did frighten me. Like I remember seeing the clown scene and I lost my mind. But I wanted to see more horror films. Like for some reason, I was just very drawn to those kind you, of like, movies. Craved that. I don't know what it terror, was. I, I guess. I guess. But so it was. It was very. So every Friday, you know, we'd go to Jumbo Video, we'd rent a horror film. He'd let me pick it out. And we'd get snacks and watch them. And back then, I would just go, because I didn't know anything about horror films back then, so I would just go by the cover. Um, So I definitely at one point grabbed Halloween, and I remember watching it when I was a kid, and I remember it terrified me. And one of the main reasons why was because unlike, you know, Friday the 13th or Nightmare on Elm Street, it took place just in, like, the suburbs, like, just in a little town. And it was this menacing you know, giant, because back then I was a kid, uh, just, just, just stalking people. And that, that was terrifying for me. So I watched it and I remember having nightmares about this guy showing up, um, like in my closet. Um, but it was, uh, yeah, so it it was, it was that, that's kind of what introduced me to horror films. Um, I rewatched it again when I was in my teens and Coming back to those movies, to me, this is going to sound strange, but it's actually rather comforting just because it brings me back to the simpler times when I was a kid and I was just hanging out with my dad and watching movies and I had no responsibilities and didn't have to pay bills. And it was just, and it was, and a lot of movies do that for me nowadays too. Um, Halloween 2, I never actually watched until I was a teenager and I decided to go through them all. Um, and at that point I wanted, at that point I liked watching horror films because I enjoyed, um, seeing the practical effects and specifically the gore and how it was done. So when I watched Halloween two, um, I, I liked it, I guess more than the first, because there is a lot more blood in there, but there considerably more. Yeah. (laughs) Um, probably the biggest difference. But I feel like back then I would have found it probably too slow paced for my um, tastes, at least back then. 
Um, when I watched it recently, though, um, I feel like nowadays, or like rewatching it this time around, I, I appreciate it a lot more for what it is um, than I would have back then. But yeah, so that's <laughs> that's kind of my um, sort of introduction to those films. <laughs> nice. nice. Yeah, I, I'm kind of the opposite of you. I didn't. I avoided horror movies like Plague when <laughs> I was too. a kid. The, it's interesting you talk about the going by the cover art because uh, I find most horror movies, now that I'm actually into horror and I'm watching them all, they're never as scary as the cover art made you think they would be when you were a kid, with mm-hmm. a few exceptions. Like I think Nightmare on Elm Street, Halloween, like a few that there's a few that actually are as scary as the cover art if not more, but there's a lot of them like ghoulies or whatever. (laughs) The cover art makes it look terrifying. And then you watch the movie and you're like, this is dumb or, and, or the thing that's on the cover is not even in the movie. Mm -hmm. I I think ghoulies too, or something they have, like it's popping out of a toilet and that's not even in the movie. And they reshot a scene to have it pop out of a toilet at one point. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I didn't really, I didn't really fuck with horror movies when I was a kid. <laughs> uh, I saw, I watched Raiders of the Lost Ark when I was like nine, and the dude's face melting off at the end like terrified me so much that I just thought like every horror movie had something equivalent to that, like a guy's face melting off or something equally as terrifying. Uh, which is not true unless you're watching like a David Cronenberg film. <laughs> <laughs> So I just I, I avoided them in general just to get away from that. But then around when I was in college and I was studying film, I wanted to get more into different genres of, of movies. Um, and Halloween was actually one of the first horror movies I watched. I watched this and Alien around the same time because I was like, these are the important horror movies of, of their time kind of thing. Um, and then I, I didn't see Halloween 2 until way late, like last year i think actually and then i watched after that i watched all the other ones uh except halloween 3 because i had seen that one also in college because my friends were like this movie is weird we need (laughs) to watch it but yeah i think that's so i don't have as much of a, a history that's like connected to these movies so i think it'll be interesting to hear more of what you have to say uh amy especially because you have more <laughs> you have way more of a, a history going back to your childhood with these movies which is pretty cool i i guess Um, i mean these movies really you know in a way shaped how i view horror movies today i mean that's those are the ones that introduced me to horror and the reason why i love horror films so much um and the thing is i mean when i was a kid i watched all these movies and i mean I, i mainly watched the popular ones so what you'd find at the movie, the video store, Halloween, um, Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday 13th, um, Hellraiser, you know, and <laughs> they definitely did frighten me so much. But um, when I got older, I wanted to revisit those films because I'm like, I want I want to rewatch them. I have fond memories of watching these and I want to see them again. So this movie in particular, um, I really enjoyed rewatching, especially now. Uh, just because I've seen so many horrors uh, since then. And I actually, well, before I watched it this time, um, I did a little bit of research prior to, and just knowing I found out a lot of the, the cast and crew were pretty much like a family when they watched, when they filmed uh, Halloween. 
and they they worked together. They had a great time on set, as it turns out. To me, that makes the movie even more enjoyable to watch, just knowing that it was fun for yeah. them. I think um, I think John Carpenter, a lot of his movies seem like that. Even even like The Thing, apparently it was a miserable filming condition, but they formed such a camaraderie that it like you can tell that like their sense of fun is a mm-hmm. little bit infectious, even in such a miserable film. Yeah. I honestly, I love that though. Um, I love, I love when I like, you know, finding out that everyone had a great time on set and, and just the neat things too, like how they, they filmed Halloween on a shoestring budget and they had to do, they had to kind of, you know, do a lot of arts and crafts to make it all come together. Like how they filmed in spring and then ended up painting leaves (laughs) brown and you know orange and just kind of sprinkling them on the the, sets i think the pumpkins too were were not real pumpkins they were some they were like a some other type of fruit if i'm not that they painted orange or they were ripe pumpkins that came from like mexico or something yeah something like that because again it was spring so they didn't have pumpkins anywhere so they had to just really you know, think outside the box and, and find solutions. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and I love that. I honestly, I love that. Um, I love finding things out uh, about, you know, movies when they're filmed like that. Um, little things like that just really makes it, I don't know, just makes it so much more special. Um, for me as well, when I was a kid and when I saw uh, Laurie Strode, I mean, she was the final girl. I know that the term final girl, it wasn't actually coined until 92. Um, oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. So it very much existed um, back in, I, you know, the, the 70s, the early 70s even. Um, yeah, but no one, yeah, no one had put a word to it yet, I guess. Yeah. It was just like, a, it was a trope, but no one openly acknowledge that it was a thing yeah um and then this uh author carol j clover wrote a book and that's where she actually coined the term final girl um in case anyone's interested i have it here the book's (laughs) called men women and chainsaws uh gender in the modern horror horror film uh but yeah no but watching that as a you know as a little girl and seeing how laurie strode goes from this you know maybe shy bookish um you know teenager to the survivor that that was so important to me because when I was a kid, you know, action films and TV shows were really for boys, you know, like Ninja Turtles, X-Men. I would watch those cartoons and I loved them. But seeing, you know, Laurie Strode kind of stand up to this menacing, uh, I don't know, six foot nine dude, <laughs> like he was super tall, um, literally called an indestructible force of evil throughout the film and see her, you know, fight against him and win. That meant so much to me as a little girl watching that. So that was another reason why I think I'm drawn to specifically slasher, the slasher genre in, in particular. Um, Cause I, I really enjoy the concept of the final girl, you know? I think that that's interesting too, that you bring that up because the slasher movies, especially get, so much flack from the media for being sexist because it's always a guy (laughs) using some kind of a phallic weapon (laughs) chainsaw or uh uh in this it's it's technically what is it a chef's knife i think that he's stabbing people with Mm -hmm. basically it's a penis (laughs) (laughs) if you're gonna go into freudian terms it's a dude stabbing women with a penis so 
uh, there's always like this thing of like, oh, are these movies sexist or not? Because it's it's just a bunch of, of women being murdered by men. Although, if you break down the numbers of most horror movies, it's usually about 50 50 because the boyfriends die, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, actually, most of them, it's very rare that the final survivor guy who actually defeats the main evil force is a guy like you see it in like nightmare on elm street 2 and like the predator movies and that's about it (laughs) yeah so yeah i don't know it's just a cool point that you bring up that that drives it home because it was a personal experience for you it's not just we're not just talking abstract about like i'm sure there are women out here who feel this way uh, but you actually are one that's awesome (laughs) Um, one of the things I wanted to, to bring up, though, uh, and actually one of the reasons I wanted to look at these movies is Red Letter Media just released, like, I don't know if you've seen this yet, Matthew, but they did like a countdown. Yes, I saw the, the, John, the whole John Carpenter library, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Jay really likes mm-hmm. Halloween. I think he put it as his number yep. three. And Rich didn't like it as much he felt like it didn't really hold up and he found it kind of boring and it needed more gore i guess and he put it at like number 11 or 12 yeah it was on the second video yeah it was on the second tier basically yeah which which surprised me personally i would i would say i don't have a ranking of every john carpenter movie but i feel like halloween would be in my top 10 but not in my top five uh, yeah, I haven't seen a lot of the ones in the, in the show. You know, like uh, obviously I've seen the thing, um, mouth of okay. mouth Good. of madness. Really <laughs> um, there's a lot of movies. I'm like, I should watch that one. Like there, there were movies. You know, I, vampires I haven't seen. Ghost of Mars I haven't seen. Um, I mean, you could probably vampires has its moments, but you can skip Ghost of Mars. <laughs> that's what, yeah, that's kind of unless you want a good laugh. Like it's absolutely ridiculous. Right. They, they didn't talk. I don't think they talked in that episode at all about the the Martian, the actual like Martians that are no. uh, possessing people, and they make them. They they make them talk in like baby talk, like they show up and they're like boo boo gaga boo boo blah blah, and it's, it's so non threatening and hilarious. That's funny. Anyways, uh, yeah, Ghost of Mars is, is ridiculous, but yeah, I think They Live is important to watch. Uh, okay, yeah, that's, that's a good one. Um, Christine is is super underrated. I'm a huge like champion mm-hmm. of Christine. Like that's that's, that's a really good movie. John Carpenter top five for me. I agree. Um, but yeah, I feel like this was the first really important, significant John Carpenter movie. But I feel like he he perfected his own formula a few years later, uh, especially exactly. on the thing, the thing, Christine, and I think I think he did the thing, Christine, and then like Starman and Big Trouble in Little China, like all in a row which is just like a fantastic run of movies. Like I think maybe, maybe only Spielberg in the seventies and eighties has had like anything that could rival that. But I feel like that's when John Carpenter really perfected his formula, which is mostly because studios were giving him more money and more creative control because of how good Halloween was, even though all of those movies almost all, I think Christine did pretty well, but I think almost all of those movies bombed, in theaters like i know the the thing i know the thing did, yeah. <laughs> um big trouble in little china also bombed because they just right. didn't know like the studio just didn't know how to market it 
Yeah, that is a hard movie to market. <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird. It throws it throws something new at you every ten seconds, which is yeah. why I, I love it. I, I love it too. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. Like I rewatching Halloween, I found myself personally kind of somewhere in between Rich and Jay. Like I kind of agreed with Rich that it was for me. It was a bit too slow at parts. Like there was a mm-hmm. bit much of Laurie Strode just looking across the street. And then she looks at another part of the street and then she looks over at a house and I'm like, okay, I get it. Like, I know they're drawing it out to like build tension, but it, it goes a bit too far and then kind of loses me at certain points. I don't know if you guys would agree with that or am I just crazy and being too hard on this near perfect masterpiece? (laughs) (laughs) You know, there's a very low death count. Which which I like. Yeah, it's, a, it's only five in the whole. <laughs> right? If you include his sister in the first five minutes, only five people die, right. which is crazy. Um, I got a little. I was a little confused because I thought the sheriff's daughter lived, and I think I just got that confused because I saw her yeah. in a different movie or something. That's and... in the Rob Zombie movie. She lives and then dies. Uh, in the okay. Movie. Okay. Yes. That's and she's yeah. the Daniel Harris character, right? I think. Yeah. Okay. I was confused because I thought her was it her boyfriend that doesn't show up or the other girl's boyfriend? It was hers. Okay, hers. yeah, she talks about her boyfriend, and I thought Paul, I thought, yeah, yeah, Paul, and you never see him. Yeah, <laughs> I actually rewound it because I'm like, oh, I must have missed Paul, and I and then I was like, oh, okay, I guess he doesn't show up. No, he was just talked about, and I think he's like a voice on a phone. Well, here's what confused me too: that actress. Her name, it's not her real name, her, sta- her stage name is Nancy Loomis. And while I was watching the credits, I was like, oh, wait, Loomis's daughter is involved? Because oh. Sam is, is the character. <laughs> yeah. And it literally, like, I actually had to pause it and go on Wikipedia and look at the cast list. I'm like, okay. Because it, it, in big letters, it said Nancy Loomis as Annie Brackett or whatever, but I misread that as the other way around. I'm like, wait, Loomis's daughter is involved? So like, I was very, like, for about half an hour, I was like, wait, where's Loomis's daughter come into this? How's he play? And then I was, and then I was like, all right, I'm just dumb. It's just, the, it just happens to be the same name. There's, um, there's actually, there's a similar thing in Friday the 13th part five, because one of the actresses in it is named like Debbie Sue Voorhees or something uh, like that, but that's her actual, her, her that's actual, her name. actual name. Oh, that's yeah. so funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know, Amy. Did you find like uh, how did you find rewatching it this time overall? I guess so. I agree with you that the pacing um, it didn't really. It, it was it was very slow at times. Uh, there was a lot of unneeded scenes, like when she does look out the window and he's there, and then she looks back and he's gone. Um, or when she's looking out in her backyard and he's among, cause back then they would hang up sheets to dry them and he's standing in the middle of there and her gaze doesn't leave. Um, but somehow when we look back yeah. yeah, at him, he's gone. So it's things like that, that they definitely could have removed and the movie would still have been fine because one of the reasons why I think it's so suspenseful is the score and when he is actually at this, like chasing, um, you know, his victims, uh, he's slow and there's, and the score is menacing. And I think that they are, they do a really great job of using light and darkness to, to make the atmosphere more eerie. So mm. I feel like those, um, 
scenes of him, I guess, stalking her, maybe one or two. I, I don't, they didn't need all of them for to, to succeed with what they were doing um, with the film. That said, I'm glad they're in there because nowadays those scenes, even if you haven't seen the movie, those scenes come up in so many memes and just <laughs> yes. funny posts, right? <laughs> and honestly, it makes my day when I see things like that. I laugh. And the thing is, you don't even have like to see the, the movie. Like the stuff of Michael Myers standing next to the hedges. Yes. In the, yeah. yeah. It's so great. Like I saw one, um, and it made me laugh out loud when I saw it. Just a screenshot of him standing in her backyard amongst all the sheets that were hanging up. And what did it say? It was something like when you're a freak in the sheets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's great. So it's like or you when know, you're a killer in the streets, but a freak in the sheets. Yeah. Or yeah. yeah. <laughs> and honestly, it's stuff like that. I'm so glad that that exists today. So um, as much as I feel like the movie could have, it could have been just fine without those. I'm very glad they're in there just for that reason. The fact that we can look at those scenes and laugh today. So that's my opinion there. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, it's it's interesting that you mentioned because the two things I will not complain about with this one uh, that I might have a few more complaints with the second movie is John Carpenter's score is just perfect. Even though it's kind of repetitive, it, I think that's part of its charm because um, even though it repeats the same like light motif over and over again, he adds like little things to it each time to keep it interesting. And it's just ingrained in your head by the time you're done watching the movie. Uh, so that, and then uh, Dean Cundy's cinematography in this movie is absolutely perfect. Like that is one thing I have absolutely no complaints about. Dean Cundy is a genius. Uh, he also did, uh, he did Jurassic Park. He did the Back to the Future movies. Uh, and he's he's also a, like quite a pioneer, I think, when it comes to uh, like cinemagraphic technology, I guess you could call it. Like Halloween was one of the first movies to use steady cams, which they use on literally everything now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Back to the Future Part 2 was one of the first movies to use like... Uh, programmable i don't i don't remember the term for it but it's like a camera where you can program the movement and it can do the same movement multiple times so you can do like a pass with michael j fox sitting in one seat and then do the same camera move with him sitting in another seat and then like composite all of them together kind of thing so yeah dean cundy is awesome that's my point (laughs) Uh, he does amazing things with the lighting in this movie where you you there are moments i actually had to rewind because i was like is michael myers even in this moment and I, i went back and i was like oh yeah there he is he's behind the car like you don't he's so innocuous like they don't they don't actually like light him enough for you to notice he's there unless you're actually like really paying attention and looking for him. So I I think in that sense, it probably would have helped to have seen these movies on the big screen or on a bigger screen than what I was watching them on uh, because it wasn't the best for spotting stuff like that. And then the other thing about this viewing experience of watching Halloween is I decided to watch the TV version because that's the version that was on. It's on YouTube for free. Probably by the time this is out, it'll be removed by by the YouTube gods. Uh, but yeah, they happen to have the hour and 40 minute-ish uh, TV version with like the added scenes in there. 
which might be partly why I'm complaining about the pacing of the movie. I think without those scenes, it is paced a little bit better. Uh, they don't. Yeah, for me, they didn't add too much. I didn't hate the new scenes, but they were unnecessary. Like there, there's one or there's there's two new scenes with Dr. Loomis, I think. One, he's like it's when Michael's still young and he's just like talking to another group of doctors about him. And then he goes into the room and like visits Michael while he's staring at the window, which is a bit like, I like the part where he's talking to Michael out the window. I think the stuff where he's talking to the doctors goes on a bit too long, but the scene between him and Michael is nice. Uh, Then there's like a scene after Michael Myers escapes from the insane asylum, uh, like before where he's normally supposed to be introduced for the first time. There's a scene where he goes into Michael's room and it's all like trashed and everything. And they close the door to his room and it has the word sister like scrawled on the door. Because when they filmed the TV edit, it was right at the time Halloween 2 was coming out. So they were like, they like George lucas it to put that (laughs) reference into the subsequent movie. Um, And then there's just like another, an added scene with like the three girls talking to each other, which is, it's nice. But again, it just slows down the pace in that part of the film. Yeah, I don't know, Matthew, what did you, did you have problems with the the slower pacing or did you find that was like part of the charm? I I actually found that part of the charm. Um, I I wasn't, you know, I I wasn't really sure what I was going to expect. I I really went in kind of blind and, you know, like um, I I would say Amy and and I would have very different uh, horror movie sort of histories. I didn't grow up watching. I grew up these like even scared to watch Pet Cemetery or something. If my parents rented a horror movie, I would just go to my room and to you know you know put my head under so I wouldn't even have to hear anything. I was uh, I think actually Christine was the first horror movie I saw because uh, I had read the book. Um, you know, it was like twelve or thirteen oh, nice. or whatever, um, and I really liked Christine, like you said. But no, I so I didn't know what to expect. It, you know. Um, you know, other than I was extremely familiar with the Michael Myers story and Halloween, and so, you know, you, you know what's going to happen without really. But so I, I the the slow pace, I liked it because I was expecting sort of like the Rob Zombie thing, where he would just kill a bunch of nurses at the insane asylum, and then kill a bunch of bystanders oh, yeah. at like a truck stop bathroom, <laughs> and kill a bunch more people in like vicious, ugly ways, and it didn't. And I was like, okay, this is you know, it's kind of building and building and. You know, you see the one dead body that 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 kill is off screen, right? The guy with the the the, the tow truck guy or whatever yeah, he yeah. was. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you, I, I part of me was sort of you know because Loomis is you have to kind of believe Loomis when he says, "Hey, I spent seven years trying to reach him, and then seven years trying to make sure he never saw the light of day. He's pure evil. He's pure evil." You basically have to take him at his word. Because unlike the Rob Zombie version, you don't see him, you know, mutilating pets and killing kids. Yeah, you don't get the kids. Anakin Skywalker right. version. <laughs> the thing is, I hated that. I hated that part of the Rob Zombie movie. I hated, I just hated, hated, hated all of that stuff. I found it gross and nihilistic and I thought the, ch- the child actor was awful. And I just, I'm not a big Rob Zombie fan. So his style is not, you know, is not really my, my cup of tea. So I was like happy that it went from okay kid in the clown thing cut scene loomis driving to the hot you know whatever hey we gotta make sure this guy is locked up forever i don't care 
you know, you know, it, it isn't, he, he kept on referring to him as it and stuff. I'm like, okay, I liked it. I bought it. Uh, and I kind of wish I had actually seen it blind, completely blind without knowing about the Halloween, mis- you know, but then again, I would have had to see it back in 70, without 79 or whatever. Well, the, just yeah, with, without the whole sequels existing and the Michael Myers mystique existing, I'd be interested <laughs> to see what someone watching this for the first time because this would this this predates you know friday the 13th is basically a ripoff of halloween right they're like <laughs> let's just take yeah literally yeah like mm-hmm. sean cunningham called his producer friend and said let's rip off halloween right <laughs> and then he, came, he didn't even have a story he just came up with the title friday the 13th right and was like this is, good. this is like halloween but it's a freakier holiday <laughs> right um, but yeah I, even when you were talking about like uh, you thought there was going to be a scene of him killing people and then, mm-hmm. you know, the story would progress and then he'd kill people. Like, the Friday the 13th are kind of like that. Like, mm-hmm. the the producers actually ask the directors, like, every certain amount, like, every seven or eight minutes or something, he has to kill someone. So <laughs> they would introduce characters just to have them killed, which some of those characters are hilarious. And I like some of those scenes in the Friday the 13th movies where it's just like a five-minute scene of like a guy driving a truck or something and he's just a funny one-off like ad-libbed character and then, right. and then Jason comes in and kills him but there's yeah there's none of that here there's no like there's no like the truck driver is introduced and he's like a weird kooky guy right. and then michael myers pops up behind him <laughs> or whatever uh like you don't even really you don't even see his death you just see uh like part of his body which I had completely forgotten about that, actually, because same thing as you. I thought like I thought there was a scene of him going and killing a truck driver or something. And I think I was remembering that uh, probably more from the 2018 one, because that's what he does in the 2018. And I haven't seen that one. Now, that one is a direct sequel. That one ignores part two. Right. That one just picks up. from. Yeah. Okay. The, these movies are, yeah, the timeline is really, conf- I think the only thing with the more confusing timeline is probably the Zelda video games. <laughs> right. It's like, yeah, I'll try, I guess I'll try to explain it a little bit. Uh, and Amy, you can correct me if I'm wrong. So it was supposed to be, uh, here's my mini history of the Halloween <laughs> franchise. So one was super successful and it was just going to be a one-off movie, but then because it was successful, they asked John Carpenter to make another one. And he was like, I don't really want to make another Michael Myers movie, but if we're going to anyways, I might as well write it and someone else can direct it. So they made Halloween two to be the final Michael Myers movie. And then they were going to make it like, uh, like a compilation thing where each movie is new characters, new villains, but always set on Halloween. Right. So that's what Halloween 3 was, but then it bombed miserably because because people were like, where's Michael Myers? <laughs> as soon as they found out he was in the movie, nobody saw Halloween 3, which is unfortunate because Halloween is totally bonkers and, and kind of entertaining, actually. But uh, then I think John Carpenter just completely sold the rights, if I'm not mistaken, and uh, Mustafa Akkad, the producer's producer of the first three movies just kind of took over the series brought back michael myers did this whole convoluted thing in parts four five and six where he's trying to kill like uh jamie lee curtis is it her niece 
it's her, her daughter. daughter. Her daughter. So okay. that's where things get strange. Yeah. Um, because they decide in the fourth film that Jamie Lee Curtis at some point, you know, found a partner, had a daughter, and then her and her um, I, partner died in a car crash. So they don't even bring her back for that. It's just a quick recap of what happened. Which is smart. Um, oh, yeah. On Jamie Lee Curtis's part. Absolutely, because these movies <laughs> are not the best in the franchise. Um, and then 4, 5, and 6 focus yeah. on that storyline. And, and that's where <laughs> that's where Michael Myers gets, like, superpowers, kind of. Like, the, not superpowers, but he's, like, part of a cult. that yeah. Like, a weird Halloween cult that's... Uh, using him to like sacrifice his family or something like that. I don't know. They get weird. And then <laughs> Halloween H2O came out, ignores that one, ignores three, four, five, and six, and is a direct sequel to Halloween 2. Mm-hmm. And then Halloween Resurrection was a sequel to Halloween H2O, which was also terrible. So it cut like that's the whole thing with the Halloween franchise. It's like, this is great. Let's make a sequel. And then the sequel either sucks or doesn't do well at the box office or both. <laughs> and they're like, okay, let's reboot it again. And then they go, this is pretty good. Let's make a sequel. And then that happens again. Um, so then it <laughs> happened again in 2007 with the uh, Rob Zombie Halloween, which you hated. I think it's okay. I'm not, I don't totally hate the 2007 Halloween. Um but then they were like, again, this made a lot of money. Let's make a sequel. And it sucked and it made no money. <laughs> and then so they now they've rebooted it again. And this one is a direct sequel to Halloween 1, just ignoring literally everything else that came in between. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I did it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Brief history of Halloween. And, yeah, I haven't. Uh, Amy and I are going to see Halloween Kills tomorrow, actually. So Okay. Uh, I'm excited for that. I liked Halloween 2018 a lot. Uh, I personally, I if I were to make a new Halloween movie, I would have it be a sequel to H2O, but ignore Resurrection. <laughs> okay, <laughs> <Just> my. <laughs> but even that's kind of confusing. So, what would be your know. reasoning for having it a direct sequel to H2O? Was there something specific about that timeline that you enjoy? Uh. I guess we can kind of get into this because the whole thing with like the twist of Halloween is that Laurie Strode is Michael Myers sister and like his other sister. And that's why he's trying to kill her, which there isn't brought up at all in the first one. And it's kind of made fun of in the 2018 one. But I actually, that's one of the things I kind of like about Halloween too, because it actually does make sense out of the fact that he's specifically stalking her for the, Halloween like it would make more sense for him to just get out of the insane asylum and go on a killing spree of random people but he doesn't he completely focuses on Laurie Strode and is only killing people surrounding her but yeah the 2018 one doesn't explain why that is either but he's still completely (laughs) fixated on Laurie Strode so I don't know I kind of I kind of like actually that he is her sister I don't know if you guys if that bothered you guys or um so that that's probably the main reason i would have 2018 be like use the footage from resurrection where she kills the wrong guy because i think that's kind of a neat twist Mm. uh 
but then that's it. <laughs> they have it like Michael Myers was actually captured immediately after that. He goes back to prison. It's 20 years later and he gets out. I think that's the only like major change. The rest of the movie, I wouldn't change that much. I would just have them still be brother and sister. Okay. Um, yeah, that's definitely a very interesting point. Um, no, I was just curious your reasoning to to why you'd want this to happen right after H2O. Plus, I like H2. I like Halloween 2 and H2O. Like, mm-hmm. Those are the only two sequels. Well, and the third one, if you can even count that. <laughs> those are the only two sequels in the Michael Myers timeline that I actually really enjoy. Yeah. So. Um, no, I really love season of the witch i know it, it it's, it's 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 its own film um it has nothing to do with michael myers but it is a truly it's completely ridiculous it, but... <laughs> it is so ridiculous it's a truly enjoyable film though um personally it's one of those films that i enjoy watching you know during halloween um and 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 tom atkins in that film is amazing i i love his overacting and the the end scene where um, you know, he's trying okay. to get them. Stop! Stop it! Yeah, when he's trying to get them to uh, stop airing the commercial, and he's just yelling into the phone like that's just ah, oh, that, that's yeah. I thoroughly enjoy that. Um, H two O, I quite like as well. That sort of has its little um, circle in early late nineties, early two thousands of films that came out around that time that all have the same kind of uh, feel to them. Yeah, um, it was going. It was. The first draft, I think, was written by Kevin Williamson, and it's going for, like, the same style as, like, Scream, I Know What You Did Last Summer, the Kevin Williamson, like, self-referential yeah. and style. You, yeah, and when you watch that, you can definitely get that vibe from it. Um, I also, I would compare that one to, well, I would kind of, feel-wise, and um, kind of in the sense that it's all around teenagers and sort of the vibe i get i would compare it to freddy versus jason that came out in 2003 um or hellraiser hellworld that came out in 2005 <laughs> <laughs> kind of thing. i'm yeah, not saying which... i'm not saying you know they're all equally as good i'm just saying vibe wise i get yeah. the same sense and you can tell they were filmed around the same time period is what i'm trying to say i guess um in Fair my enough. in my opinion yeah. <laughs> It also um, it, uh, it reminds me a lot of the faculty because they both have Josh Hartnett, and he has a terrible haircut in both movies. <laughs> yes. I, I love I love that movie, The Faculty. That's, <laughs> I, I've been meaning to rewatch that. That's a good one. I actually just I watched it for the first time like this month actually, and I loved it. So I, I didn't I know it had Elijah movie. Wood in it until I watched it, and I was like, oh, he's in this. Nice. Yeah, that's another great one. Have you guys seen um, what's the what's the other Elijah Wood children? Well, faculty, they're they're teachers, but oh, the one like the cooties? cooties, yeah, and it has yeah. the guy from The Office, and it has yeah, the and it has Allison Pill, and I know you're a big Allison Pill fan. Yeah, um, I think yeah, I, I like awesome. that movie. See, that's my that's I guess my brand of horror. You know, I I just like I don't horror comedy. I like kind of yeah, where no one comedy. really dies except they maybe really deserve it. You know, mm-hmm. I just I, you know the the nihilism of Rob Zombie is is just not my uh, not my cup of yeah, tea. I'm not, yeah, I'm not a fan of Rob Zombie either. I found like I watched uh, before because uh, I had not seen the Halloween remakes before, but I've seen clips of them and stuff enough mm-hmm. to know more or less what happens in them and what the differences are and stuff. 
But before I watched them, I wanted to watch his other movies. So I watched, uh, or just the movies leading up to it, I guess. Mm-hmm. I, haven't, I didn't watch anything after that because it just turned me off from all the rest of his filmography. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I watched House of a Thousand Corpses and uh, <clears throat> what's the, the Devil's one? Re- at Devil's Rejects. Devil's yeah, Rejects. We, we watched together over Netflix. <laughs> that, was an, that was an awkward netflix party <laughs> well, i remembered it was a weird film and i remembered when i first watched it i wasn't comfortable with it but i forgot just how and maybe it's hitting me harder now because um you know i'm older and i have different opinions but it i forgot just how uncomfortable some of the scenes were and we're watching this film and i'm like uh this is weird. I don't like this. Mm-hmm. But I think what I what I not like, but what I appreciated about Devil's Rejects and the first Rob Zombie Halloween is at least he went all the way dark. <laughs> <laughs> As opposed to like Halloween 2 and House of a Thousand Corpses have this weird half and half like trying to be dark but also trying to be funny and goofy and like House of a Thousand Corpses has like Rain Wilson in it, and mm-hmm. uh, Halloween Two has Weird Al makes a cameo. Like they have these weird, goofy things. Plus, like Doctor Loomis in that movie turns into an asshole. Yeah, and it just, tonally they're all over the place. And I was at least like at least with Devil's Rejects, he picked a lane. Like the the lane was ugly and dark <laughs> and brutal, but he picked it, which I appreciated. <laughs> And I, but I feel the same as you. Like that's not really my brand of horror. I prefer either like completely terrifying, but not like in a not like in a dark everyone's being murdered way. Like mm. more like stuff like The Thing or The Exorcist. Okay. Where, like, yeah, I would say I love The Thing. Yeah, or like the the evil isn't like a person who's just an asshole. Like <laughs> the evil is like an otherworldly presence that is greater than our understanding or completely the opposite direction of that if it is going to be some kind of a uh, an actual person it's just ridiculous and fun like the most of the friday the 13th movies or the nightmare on elm street movies and then halloween kind of falls weirdly right in the middle of that actually <laughs> like it's still it's still a person doing the killing but there's still kind of an otherworldly presence at the same time like i feel like michael myers has more in common with the shark from jaws than he does with like like a serial killer <laughs> if that makes sense or, or he has more in common with like the terminator than he does with like the devil's rejects characters kind of thing. Well, especially in the second one, you know, the second one, you re- like the first one, you know, uh, Jamie Lee curse wounds him a few times. Second one, it just seems he's indestructible, right? Yeah. Cause he's been shot six times and he still lives. Right. And he <laughs> kind of seven just, times actually seven in the, times. when they reshot that scene, which makes no sense, but right. Um, so yeah, I guess we can we should get into Halloween two unless there was more stuff you wanted to say or ask about. Halloween. I had one quick question on um on the on the first one. Um, I, I remember watching Red Lever Media and uh, uh, one of the characters, one of the people, they were really upset about um how people laughed at The Exorcist when it, you know he took people to see it, saying hey, this is the scariest movie ever. I can't see people laughing at Halloween. I can see not being scared by it. 
right? I can see, but yeah, I don't I think it's like you wouldn't. Yeah, you could be bored by it. You could be like, yeah, this is what's why is this movie so popular? Sort of thing. Like, um, I, I actually watched. I was in. Um, I was in Epialis this past weekend, and I watched it with my girlfriend, and she was of the of the okay this is a lot older than i'm used to sort of movies and um she's like okay i i I guess this must have historical significance because she's like i just don't get it you know and um you know and i i get where she's coming from she's younger generation she's not american she didn't grow up on slasher movies or anything like that so you know she's kind of grown up more like like netflix horror movies as well like very bloodless you know the 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 jump scares aren't like the type like the 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 cheap jump scares that actually make you jump you know i she didn't she didn't dislike it and she definitely didn't mock it you know which is good and i was wondering like i can't see someone mocking this movie i mean you can meme it obviously there's definitely some memes to be had but i don't think it's the kind of movie that you can look back as you know like i guess you could look at the exorcist now as sort of farcical you know certain scenes and stuff and if if the audience starts laughing at it and then everyone starts laughing it just kind of ruins the moment i don't see that happening i think i think like you said the worst would be boredom more than you know more than you know going in the other direction of just you know okay this is this is parody now or something so, and I think that's a positive for the movie. No, yeah, I, I I agree. I don't like besides it's a little bit looks a little bit goofy now when he's standing in the sheets. Yeah, but it's not. Sure. I like. I don't think it's super. Laugh. It's not like Exorcist, like pea soup scene, mm-hmm. no. where like people might awkwardly laugh at it. Like I don't think it's really that laughable, which is interesting too, because I think a lot of slasher movies are going purposely down the middle road between horror and comedy right Um, especially like Mm -hmm. a lot of the later friday the 13th movies do that and some very child's play series yeah Uh, some do it very well (laughs) well they even rebooted that as like a farce like they didn't even try and make it like the the aubrey plaza version didn't even yeah yeah those went through an interesting evolution too because they kind of went the like was it bride of chucky and seed of chucky went more like farcical and then they kind of brought it back to straight horror when they made like the straight to video uh sequels uh curse and cult of chucky right those are just comedies basically uh well the bride and seed were but curse and cult are not oh like, okay. They, okay they have comedy curse of chucky especially has like some comedy elements because the family in it is kind of funny right. yeah I want to say that the Child's Play films did incorporate a little bit of comedy in them to begin with, though. Yeah. Like, not as much as the Nightmare films, where Freddy always has a zinger, but I feel like Chucky did kind of have a bit of a sense of humor. And, uh, you know, when he murdered people. Yeah, it comes out more in the later (laughs) films, It does, it does. They really push that forward um, in, you know, Bride of Chucky and then Seed of Chucky. Um, I did want to, if it's okay, uh, just touch on something a little bit before we move over to Halloween 2. Just kind of going off of what you said about Rob Zombie's uh, interpretation of Halloween. Um, when I first watched it, I wasn't a fan either. I'm, I, do, I did listen to some of Rob Zombie's music when I was a teenager, um, which is one of the reasons why. But you why were I, like a goth 
chick kind of. <laughs> I was. <laughs> so <laughs> I listened to metal and everything back then. We don't have to talk about that. Though. <laughs> That's okay. It's probably not as embarrassing as my teenage years. But uh, yeah, so I was I was really uh, excited to see this film when it first came out. And I'm not even back then when I liked gory films and I liked, you know, I was extreme or whatever. Um, I wasn't a big fan of how mean spirited that film was. Um, but at the yeah. same time, I do watching it recently. I do feel that Rob Zombie's interpretation did a few things right that I feel the original could have benefited from um i don't want to pick apart the original too much because i do quite like that film but i will say i really enjoyed the beginning sequence of rob zombies halloween where we get to see michael myers in the asylum uh we get to see his mom visiting him we get to see um we don't just hear from you know a, a different person dr loomis that he's evil we actually get to see it um for me that that makes it like that makes it more enjoyable and that gives me more of a story to work with when I watch it. So when he does go and murder these people, it actually makes sense. Um, in the original and you know, we can, we can, or you already kind of touched on how it was weird that he just kind of focused on Lori and her friends. Um, yeah. Until part two and they, yeah. <laughs> like explain, but in the original though, um, that. he was, he was very deliberate and he was, he was stalking them. Like there's no doubt about that. Um, and he was, he was a predator. He, and he was very focused on what he was doing. So we did get that, but without like knowing more of his backstory, it didn't really work for me. It didn't really make sense like why he was doing this. Whereas Rob Zombie's, um, Michael Myers, we see him as a child, um, being frustrated and angry and, and, um, you know, we see that he had a bad, he came from a bad home. Um, we, we get a sense of where his anger was coming from. Um, and yeah, then, I kinda, sorry to no, that's, <laughs> interrupt you. Go ahead. Uh, like the one thing I did really like about Rob Zombie's interpretation, even though I agree with Matthew, like most of it doesn't work. And I find the little kid not threatening at all <laughs> <laughs> um, for the most part. But the, the one thing, the one like thing thematically that I really enjoyed is that he shows his really shitty home life, which mm -hmm. he does do a good job of like showing a broken home. I think it's very realistic mm -hmm. uh, depiction of abuse. Uh, but I like that he's not saying directly because he came from a broken home, he murdered people, but he's also not saying he's just completely a psychopath who was in a nice house and he murdered people anyways. Mm -hmm. It's both, which is which makes it a little bit more ambiguous as to why he killed people. And I think uh, that version of, of Dr. Loomis says at one point it was like a perfect storm of like a shitty environment. Plus, also, he happens to be a psychopath at the same time. So that that I thought was interesting. Plus, I actually really like Malcolm McDowell as as Dr. Loomis in that movie. I think he actually, if anything, I would say he gave more to his performance than uh, uh, than Donald Pleasance did. Like, I love Donald Pleasance, but I would say his performance in the first movie in some parts is a little bit phoned in. Like, I, I mm -hmm. feel like he thought nobody's going to see this movie because it's a cheap horror film. <laughs> I, I did so. read that he wasn't thrilled to be on to be in that movie so it, yeah. i feel like it probably does come through in his acting but he's such a um, naturally good actor anyways that even him 
trying like you know like trying at a five out of ten is still better than most actors at like a ten out of ten it's kind of the same thing that happened with alec guinness when he made star wars same thing he thought this is a stupid kids movie no one is gonna see (laughs) this movie i'm playing a space wizard so I'm going to give it like a five. And he got nominated for an Oscar for that movie so, because he's just naturally one of the best actors who ever lived. So it's kind of the same thing. But I, I think Malcolm McDowell took the role a lot more seriously, which is why I hate the second Halloween so much because they just turned him into a farce. Yeah, the second um, Halloween was brutal uh, by Rob Zombie. <laughs> I'm not even going to really get into that because I just I have nothing good that to say could, about that, it. Yeah, that could um, be a whole show just tearing but yeah, but the first. Apart. The first, going, just going back briefly, the first Halloween that Rob Zombie did, though, I'm not saying I love the film because I really don't. I was just saying the first, I guess the introduction to Michael Myers, I think was, um, I'm not saying it was perfect, but I, I like that he added that in there is what I'm anyway, Yeah, say. it was something different. Yeah. I like that it's not just a straight remake where it's the same beats because it does after the one hour mark. It does become it does. a straight remake. Yeah, where and it's that's the where same it goes right. downhill for me. I, I um, agree with that. He explored the character. There wasn't mm-hmm. like there's no exploration of the character in the John Carpenter. There's it's to the point where it's like that's on purpose. Like, yeah, yeah, like I said, he's just he's the shark from Jaws, basically. Right. <laughs> Rob Zombie did want to say, let's get inside this character's head and show that he was, you know, psychopathic behavior was when he was a child or sociopathic, social, you know, the animal mutilation. The, mm-hmm. you know, the, yeah, I, I actually agree with that. You know, it doesn't have to. I guess I can say it didn't work for me, and also I I, I see where he's going with it, and I do like that he tried something different because that would have been really bad if it was just a shot for shot remake. You know, yeah, so. like the Psycho remake or something like that. Yeah, right. And, you know, it's just, <laughs> Rob Zombie has a you know the universe of Rob Zombie, like the, the 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 awful stepfather, the trashy mom. You know, those are sort of tropes in his movies right and yeah they just don't really work for me um you know they're just you know that's yeah, just that. the rob zombie sort of you know thing it's, i think it's, it's yeah. too for me it's too real it's not like yes. watching a funny yeah. caricature of a trashy family like it's like it's like you put a hidden camera mm-hmm. inside the trailer of the shittiest family in the trailer park yeah. <laughs> and it's making us watch it and, and you're just kind of cringing the whole time mm-hmm. You know, I'm just, and I can't have any sympathy for like a character who abuses animals. You know, once they kind of yeah. introduce that, I'm like, fuck this kid. You know, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad he's getting bullied. You know, he's. He, he, he also he eats a dog in the in the original. So that's true. Yeah, because he got hungry. Yeah. Oh, and he kills he kills Tommy's dog too, right? No, he kills uh, Annie's dog. No, what's the what's the I don't know if it's I don't know if they, if they say whose dog it was. I just. Did they? The, yeah, I actually completely the girl forgot the baby about that part. <laughs> it. But again, it's because we don't actually see it. It's just Dr. Loomis telling us, I, I believe. Yeah, right? they don't. They right, don't show, right. They, they might show a little bit peeking into the frame of like a hoof or something. Yeah. But and and don't, don't get me wrong. I appreciate that. I hate it when they kill animals in movies. It breaks my yeah. heart. Um, so I, I appreciate that they did that <laughs> if they had to do it. Um, but but yeah, it's uh, it was very very clear in Rob Zombie's film that he was brutal and attacked animals. Which yeah, I think I, they even showed it right. They showed him like they, he had like a kitten in a plastic bag or something horrible like that. Yeah, this <sighs> at the school they they open up right with a bag right. and there's a bunch of dead raccoons or cats or something. And, and the and kid is just so creepy. Later on, they show he like 
tied a dog onto like a Blair Witch thing. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh yeah, like he's oh, in the yeah, woods or something, right? Yeah, that was really disturbing. That was, and that kid was just disturbing looking too. You know, he had like that weird long hair, and you know, mm-hmm. you know, it's it just like, that kid's look. The, the biggest difference for me, and like the biggest thing that the the John Carpenter version has going for it is the 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 subtlety not only in terms of like we talked about the pacing and the use of darkness and the cinematography uh but also the kills themselves are mm. uh, almost kind of artsy <laughs> like mm. when he pins the guy to the wall and stuff like that or when he chokes the girl with the phone cord right it's almost Which like is, yeah. it, they remind me of uh, a lot of like Argento stuff. Like they're brutal, but kind of beautiful at the same time. But Rob Zombie's kills are not like they're just brutal. Period. Oh yeah, like, yeah he's just, just like, and they're not creative. Yeah, they're not no. like a Friday the Thirteenth where Jason is using all different <laughs> house like stabbing a guy with a corkscrew or whatever. He's right. just using that knife over and over and over again, like. Ad, ad nauseum, literally. Right, in a, <laughs> in a vicious, vicious way. Yeah. Yeah. In a, and and yeah, that really obviously in a... worked for some people. That definitely was something people, that's what some people liked. Especially, about yeah, in the early 2000s Bush era, that's kind of the direction I feel like horror was going at that time. I think what happened is we had the Kevin Williamson era of like the H2Os and screams and stuff which are fun and a little bit scary, but really not that scary. And I right, think once yeah. you got to around 2006, 2007, there was a backlash against that kind of horror mm-hmm. where people were like, those things aren't scary. We want it brutal. Yeah. And so yeah. that, that's when they started coming out with like uh, the Rob Zombie movies, the Saw movies, the Hostel movies. Mm-hmm. And now right. we're just get starting to get back porn. to like, we're, we're getting out of that horrible torture porn era of movies thank god because i'm not a huge fan <laughs> no neither am i no i'm so glad that that that's not a that's going away i just but that yeah it was almost like everyone was trying to one-up each other mm-hmm. like eli roth and rob zombie i mean eli roth and rob zombie are friends to begin with so i think oh. there there was definitely like a, a little bit of a rivalry of like how brutal can i make my movie there's like i think in the director's cut of the rob zombie one there's like a rape scene that he added in that's just completely unnecessary oh yeah there's a weird scene where like yeah. the, 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 the guards or something yeah he yeah. just kills a bunch of guards and escapes and like, then in the, in the director's cut he escapes and the guards come into his <laughs> they're having sex in front of him and it's just a weird like yeah nothing makes sense yeah yeah it's just it's just uncomfortable for the sake of making people uncomfortable so yes i, I would say that that was that would be my review uncomfortable i felt yeah. very uncomfortable <laughs> watch the kill the the way he killed people was too realistic it made me uncomfortable and, and like you know, now that we're kind of talking about Halloween too, the 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 like the way they kind of set up some of the death scenes in there, like the 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 needle to the forehead, the the nurse with her getting her her uh, her her blood drained from her body, you know, like I, I don't I, I don't remember how did it show them kill him her killing the nurse or like the the orderly finds her strapped to the chair right and yeah. he, she's she's just being bled out basically. Um, 
so yeah, there's definitely like a cleverness to to the the, the mayhem in in those uh, th- these uh, these two movies, the the two we just saw. Yeah, I guess we might as we might as well get into Halloween too, because mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's probably my biggest note for that one. Although interestingly, I also uh, just like with the first Halloween, I also watched the TV version of Halloween Two oh, okay. on YouTube, which also is different, and at, that one's actually more different than the original. Like they didn't just add a few scenes, like insert them in between pre-existing scenes. They actually like shuffled scenes around cut stuff out added stuff like it's basically a completely different cut of the movie and because it's on tv they obviously had to cut out all the blood and violence which makes it a little bit more of a subtle version of the movie which which i liked in some ways i think in some ways it kind of fixed the fact that halloween 2 is a little bit too juxtaposed to the first movie in terms of how brutal it is but at the same time, like you said, I kind of like the kills in the second movie just because they're interesting. <laughs> yeah, they're di- they're different. Like, they're, yeah, yeah, like where he, he uses the hot tub to kill the one late. Like that's that's something Jason would do. <laughs> right, right. So how did you feel watching Halloween two? Like, did you watch them one right after the other for when you were prepping for the show or? Um, I watched, I watched them a day apart. So I watched Halloween first and then the next day I watched Halloween two. Um, I did enjoy the kills in this one. And I agree with you. That's definitely something you'd see in Friday the 13th, like the, the creativity behind it. Um, I actually have a few points here that I, I noted as I was watching it. I just wanted to mention something cause you mentioned you watched the, the, the Halloween two version for TV and there's that scene where, um, the one guy keeps oh, swearing. Some, oh yeah, there's some horrible like TV <laughs> censorship in that. Yeah, because there's the scene where the guy keeps swearing, and she's like, "Would you stop swearing?" And he and he's not because it's a TV version. He's not swearing at all. <laughs> right. He's like because he makes a joke. Like she's like, "Stop swearing," and he's like, "Oops, I guess I fucked up." But in the TV version, he's like, "Oops, I fouled up," and it's <laughs> right. like clearly ADR'd on top of his regular sure. voice. So there, there's a bit of that, but. Uh, I think the biggest change actually is at the end. The what's the is it Lance Guest, the guy from the Last Starfighter, is like the main the guy who likes Laurie. In the original, he like maybe dies, like he just kind of passes out in the car. I think. And mm-hmm. he never yeah, he mm-hmm. just kind of leans his head back. Yeah. In the in the TV version, he passes out in a different like when he's in the hospital, he's. Trying to remember how they redid this because he does he doesn't come out with Lori into the the parking lot. He like stays inside the hospital, and then when the explosion happens, the explosion knocks him on his ass. And then they at the end of the movie, it has an extended ending where instead of like ending on Michael Myers burning up, uh, it ends with Lori Strode being taken inside of the ambulance. And there's like one last like 
not a jump scare, but like you kind of expect Michael Myers to be under the sheet, like lying next mm. to her. And then the sheet comes off and it's him and you find out he's okay. So I was like, ah, that's kind of cool. Oh, nice. <laughs> that was like the one thing I kind of wish they included that in the original because you don't find out what happens to him. It just kind of bugs me. Right, like he's like, does he pass out? Is he dead? Yeah, yeah. No, is that I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna treat what you just told me as canon. That's gonna be a lot. Yeah. Very yeah, cool. I like that ending for him as well. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna do the same. Uh, yeah, I, I really did enjoy the second one. Um, I really enjoyed a lot of the way that they introduced, or I guess they showed the the way people had died. Yeah. Um, the- yeah, they show a lot more. They show sure. a lot more. Uh, well, there's obviously a lot of blood in this one. Um, as you mentioned, the one nurse, you know, she bleeds out and then uh, the paramedic slips in her blood. So, I mean, there's that whole pool of blood thing there. But one thing I really liked was their use of uh, light and dark to make the scene, uh, to, to basically set the scene and, and make it uh, a little more eerie. Um, there's that scene where the nurse comes in to find the doctor. I think she's calling his name and she walks into his office and you just see the back of his chair and the back of his head and it's all dark in there, but he has, um, an aquarium and you just see the light from the aquarium and like kind of the blue, like bouncing, um, in an otherwise just like pitch black room. And I'm pretty certain at this Point, there's no music which I also really enjoy how they use the score but I also appreciate when it's just quiet because that in itself is is super creepy and I find that a lot of movies are afraid to do that so they'll have something in the background playing but I yeah. like that this one goes there I think Hitchcock was really good for that like knowing when to just cut the score kind mm-hmm. of thing there's a few of his uh, torn curtain has a really like not a very good Hitchcock movie. It's one of his later movies, but it has a really good scene where they're like trying to, the two characters are trying to kill another character and it takes forever to kill this guy. And the entire, it's the most intense part of the movie and it has no music and it's like noticeably no music. So yeah, sorry. Random aside. No, that's awesome. Well, it's it's, it's neat that you mentioned that um, because Carpenter was actually inspired by Hitchcock. So yeah, there's a, there's a lot of Hitchcockian, elements yeah. especially in the first halloween for sure well that's why jamie lee curtis was hired um because she's the daughter of uh janet lee janet lee oh yeah yeah, yeah. um sorry anyway but yeah so so they she sees the doctor and all of a sudden the chair turns around to face the nurse and to face the audience and you just hear the chair creaking uh slowly and and then you see it's dark but you can see that he has the needle jammed in his eye which I, again, I think it was really well done because if you, it, it, it's dark so you can see what happened and it makes it creepy. But if you have just like a bright light on it, you could easily mm. tell that the effects that it would be. Accurate. Yeah, you could see how fake it is. Yeah. Or, so the fact that they and they didn't have like a <clears throat> like when it turns around, right? Nothing. Just quiet. <laughs> I loved that, and it was just it was creepy, and you just you're 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 uh, focused on that scene for a bit, and then the nurse slowly backs out. And she's engulfed in this darkness of the room. And then all you see is that light from the aquarium kind of dancing on her face. And you can see the fear in her eyes as she's walking away. And what I like about this is the way you just see her face lit up and everything else is is dark. It really makes it seem like she's in a very enclosed space. Um, And then the camera kind of pans 
so she's off to the side and I believe it's to her right. You just see like this, this dark space here and right away, you know, that Michael Myers is going to be there. And then eventually he kills her and all the fun stuff. But until then though, it's just this creepy area where she's or scene where she's backing up. You just see the light on her face from the aquarium and you just have this blank space beside her uh, to her right. And I thought that was really a, a great use of space and a great use of, um, you know, really using the effects that they had at the time um, to, to make this really creepy scene, in my opinion. So, Which, which I'm glad you described to me because that scene is completely cut out of the TV version. <laughs> that I, <watched. laughs> I think that there's like a throwaway line where they mention that those characters are dead and they don't show anything, but... Yeah, I, I have seen the regular like theatrical version of Halloween too, so I know uh, like the parts that I remembered the most watching it were all the kills. So it was weird watching it without these. Um, I'm curious though, like how much do you think this was just trying to up the ante from the first Halloween, or do you think this was a direct reaction to the fact that Halloween came out? And then a million billion slasher, uh, like retreads, like uh, Bloody Birthday and Valentine's Day and whatever, uh, plus uh, like two or three Friday the 13th movies by this point. Uh, like, do you think it was trying to be like, oh, we made, we spawned all these imitators. Now we have to like do it better than they did or like be as brutal as they are. Cause that's kind of the culture that we cultivated kind of thing. I don't know. Does that make sense? I, 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 I think so. You know, right. Because you like, you said, the atmosphere is different. You do have all these other popular teen slasher movies. And I guess what may, maybe it is a little bit of, we want to stay classy. We're not going to be trash. Like the Friday the 13th movies. But we also have to incorporate yeah. some more gore and blood, not to our, you know, hopefully, and yeah, kind of, kind of straddles that line. With their competitors. Yeah. Kind of I, thing. I, think, I think the biggest difference, though, is you care a little bit more about the characters in Halloween 2. Yes. Even these doctors and stuff aren't completely throwaway characters. They're not like, like I said, they're not like the random guy in, I don't know, like... Friday the 13th part five as so many examples of this, for example, like the guys that are their cars, their car breaks down on the side of the road and they're literally only in the movie to be killed by Jason kind of thing. Yeah. Like, I think they, they do a better job in this one of making you care about these characters. Yes. Uh, before they're killed. Even the I one, agree. even the one nurse guy was kind of annoying. He was still kind of funny. So yeah, <laughs> they're, they're real people too. Like in Friday the 13th, they're just, they're just cards. Like I, the, my, yeah. my big, have you seen the red letter media um, retrospective on the Friday the 13th series? Yeah. I, I like how they intercut the Roger Ebert because, you know, Roger Ebert, you know, notably like hated, hated you know, zero stars <laughs> just said they're just irredeemable trash, but I think he liked both Halloween's right. Uh, and not so much. The he didn't really, but, yeah. He didn't like Halloween too. I looked okay. that up. Okay. Before this, sorry, he, he, the first Halloween he loves, he gave it sure. four stars. But Halloween two, he only gave two stars. I think because okay. it was more violent, and he just didn't like where the series was going, and felt it was yeah. kind of unnecessary. Uh, yeah, it's okay. You know, it's contained, right? The whole movie's pretty much contained in the hospital for the most part. Yeah, um, other which than is what Rob stuff. Zombie should have done with his sequel, but yeah, <laughs> that was a mistake. Um, yeah. 
I, uh, uh, the Loomis stuff is a little, you know, I, I guess you made a good point about how Donald, Donald Pleasance doesn't want to be there. I think you kind of feel <laughs> it a little more in the second movie. Um, He's yeah, great. I, I think he like he cranks it up a little bit in the second one. Like you yes. see more hints of like crazy Loomis. Like he goes completely crazy in four, five, and six. See, I liked I liked the part one Loomis. I liked the sad the sad like evil evil is amongst us. You know, um, existential sort of Loomis a lot. But uh, but, no, but at, um, the end, at the end, he has like the gun to the guy or whatever. He like hijacks the car and stuff. Like that's the first kind of indication of right. like, okay, he'll do anything to kill Michael Myers. Yeah, he even says, "Hey, you guys fire warning shots," and he shoots out the guy. I don't know if that's in the TV yeah. version, but he shoots the he shoots the the car window. Yeah, you know, he brings a certain gravitas to those movies. I think that's. All, even if he is basically there for exposition, exposition purposes. Even in four, five, and six, like he's like the one main reason to watch those movies. <laughs> as insane as he is, like he's still very he, fun to watch. He blows himself up in two. Do they just ignore that? He has a small scar on the side of his face, and, <laughs> then, and that's it. And then okay. in, in part six, I think because he didn't want to do, he was old. He almost was dead at that point. He died. Yeah, like these are like his last movies. In part six, he doesn't even have the scar because he just didn't want to do the makeup. And I think in the in the director's cut or producer's cut or whatever, there's like a throwaway line of him getting plastic surgery to fix up. Which, why would you get plastic surgery if you're like 80 years old? Right, right, right. <laughs> Die soon yeah. anyways. It's like, I don't know. Um, but yeah, he has like a minor scar. But they don't address the fact that Michael Myers is literally burning up to death like right she's watching it happen <laughs> yeah it's a pretty conclusive death and even in halloween h2o which is supposed to take place after halloween 2 like he has no facial scarring uh and he's, right. he's he's shot in the eyes so shouldn't he be blind in that movie oh like, yeah she shoots him in both <laughs> eyes <laughs> yeah and they he's his eyes are perfectly fine in all of the sequels too so oh and she stabs him in the eye in the first movie too yeah i don't know i don't know if it actually goes in his eye though or if it's just like underneath it or it's kind of you can't really see that well Right. Yeah, it's interesting you mentioned the lighting in Halloween 2, because I think for the most part, the lighting is really good in both of these because they're both lit by Dean Cundey. Uh, but my only complaint is, like, there's a few shots in Halloween 2 where you can see Michael's eyes a bit too much, which is way more of a problem in all the other sequels. You can see his eyes, like, the whole time, and it's just not very threatening. <laughs> uh, the first movie, you almost never, like they're just black for most of the movie, which makes them a lot more threatening, but just a nitpick. (laughs) (laughs) I mentioned that I, I, I did kind of enjoy or not enjoy, but I didn't mind that Lori was uh, Michael's sister. Um, Mm. But my main complaint about this movie more than the gore or anything else is just the fact that Jamie Lee Curtis isn't in it enough. And when she is in it, she's like, catatonic and she's wearing a wig an obvious wig the whole time that doesn't look very good i don't i feel like they could have done a better job of like just don't don't pump her full of drugs and have her be catatonic for the whole movie i don't know if you 
if that bothered you as much or not as much. I, it didn't bother me, but now that you say it, I'm like, yeah, I, I definitely would have wanted to see her more as an active character instead of a very passive character. That's basically how I feel as well. When I was watching the film, I think just because um, I was so invested in the other characters' lives because they gave them so much of a backstory mm. and so much personality that I wanted to see what was going to happen with them that it didn't bother me at the like so much that she wasn't really in there um and when we did see her it was a reminder that this was very much about her but uh yeah no that's a really good point actually i i i'm curious why they decided to keep her in the hospital bed for most of the film um i'm wondering if just jamie lee curtis like the first one was like her first movie, so she was excited to do it. I'm wondering if she just didn't really want to do Halloween 2 that much. Mm. Especially because in between Halloween and Halloween 2, she had already done... Uh, I, think she, not, I keep thinking Midnight Meat Train, but that, that was the one that came out a few years ago. Uh, what was it? Terror Train? I Terror think? Train, yeah. Yeah, Terror she Train. did Terror Train and Prom Night. And maybe one other one that I'm not thinking of. So I think she was just getting tired of being a scream queen at this point. Right. She she didn't want to be that. She other was one. ready. Like this was right before she did Trading Places. I think Trading Places came out in '82 or '83, and that was really the movie that put her on a, on the map as like not a horror person. <laughs> like she can do other roles. So I think she was just getting sick of doing horror movies all the time. But now she seems like she's come around because she t- seems to genuinely enjoy doing like the new Halloween movies. I think because she's had such a diverse career uh, yeah. with doing stuff, yeah, stuff like Trading Places and True Lies and all the different roles she's done throughout the years, that now she can do this iconic role without fearing like oh no, I'm going to be Laurie Strode for the rest of my life. Mm. It's like, nah, I was able to do all these other roles, Mm. so it's fine that I can also play Laurie Strode. I think a lot of actors have, like, they get pigeonholed like that and they don't like it. So that that could have been part of it, that she just didn't want to be there all that much. Sure. How old was she? She was like 20 in the first one, right? I think so. Yeah, around 20. She was definitely young. I heard... Yeah, I think she, I think you're right. I think she was 20. I heard somewhere that she was a teenager, but I think that was I don't think that's correct. I think she was yeah. about 20. Cuz she looks older, you know, just cuz they dress older in that in that era and because she's she looks like Jamie Lee Curtis, who I associate mm-hmm. like like when you said Trading Places 83, I'm trying to do the math. I'm like, "Okay, I thought she was maybe a little bit older in Trading Places, but yeah, she's very young because she's always yeah, looked she about would have been like 25 or something when she Right. Died. right. But she looks little, like, yeah, you know, even at 40, she looked 25, if that makes any sense. Yeah, and when she was and at 25, she looked 40. <laughs> right, exactly. She Lee Curtis has like yeah. a weird kind of ageless quality to her. Right. That a lot of like some male actors have that, but not a lot of female actors, I would say. Right, right. What 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 else is she famous for? What like what why what what makes what makes her other than obviously Halloween, which we just saw. Trading places. Like I, the main oh, thing I think Wanda. of is True Lies. <laughs> okay, oh, True yeah, Lies. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Shortly after Trading Places, and that's a really good movie too. Fish Called Wanda. Yeah. So she was doing like she started doing more like comedies. I don't, I don't really know her from a lot. Of, like, has she done a lot of dramas? Maybe in the nineties that I didn't watch. Yeah, maybe those <laughs> sort of. But yeah, mostly I know her from horror movies and comedies now that I think about it. Right. 
Well, yeah, and, and like she did the um, she did the movies that you that you like the the H two O and Resurrection, right? She's in the. Well, I mean, I don't really like Resurrection. Okay, but... you like, I mean, yeah, the the, the two you, and which the, those are the, the the Buster Rhyme ones they they call. Yeah, them. Yes. which actually I I have seen. I kind of enjoy those movies too. So yeah, I I, I like H two O is the one with LL Cool J, which I like him more than I like Buster Rhymes in the mm-hmm. second. In right. Resurrection, although some of Busta Rhymes' scenes in Resurrection are like unintentionally hilarious, or maybe intentionally, I don't know what they were going for with that movie. Well, that's in the, that is in the Kevin Williamson era, right? That's in that Scream sort of self awareness. Also, aren't they playing like reality TV sort of figures or something? So yeah, they're, they're kind of going for that. Which, that was like the big thing at the time because Blair Witch Project had just come out, so like found footage horror was just starting to sure sure yeah find its thing and they were trying to put that into a halloween movie which it's an interesting idea but i don't think it works in this series like no i don't don't think halloween is the right series to be exploring something like that right well that's what reminds me of what what jay said in red letter meter he said he said what he said rob zombie is absolutely the wrong guy for a Halloween movie, um, he, he should have done a Texas Chainsaw Massacre yes. remake. Yeah. <laughs> Although I guess isn't House of a Thousand Corpses pretty much it's Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Yeah, is yeah, it's like cheesy Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but not as effective. Right. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm almost wondering. I don't know if I don't think anything has come out about this, but I'm wondering if maybe he part of him wanted to make a Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake, but then they made sure. it before he could. Cause that remake came oh, right. out. They, 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 right. They, the Jessica Beale version. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm wondering if that happened and he couldn't do Texas Chainsaw. So he did Halloween instead. Right. But yeah, cause the original Halloween is more, I don't know. Like we said, it's a lot more low key. <laughs> Texas low Chainsaw key. is like, Texas Chainsaw actually is equally as bloodless, which is interesting, but it's a lot more in your face in terms yes. of like characters like screaming at the camera kind of it's it's a, it's a much more repressive movie. Like you almost feel like you have to take a shower after you watch Texas Chainsaw. It just feels mm. dirty and gross. And like that that's Rob Zombie's style like perfectly. So Sure. Yeah. Sure. When that was one thing I thought of when I watched the the first two Firefly movies. I didn't watch was Three from Hell because it looks like garbage. Oh, it's garbage. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, these these really like I, I feel like his biggest influence is probably Texas Chainsaw. Like that's I, really. I, I just like for. you guys said. I felt so uncomfortable watching the Devil's Rejects. Just the the scene where they torture the 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 the, the band or whatever the. The country western band and the wives. I just felt so just sad, kind of, and I don't know. It's yeah, yeah. It's not scary. It just makes you. It's like watching one of those true crime documentaries yeah. where you just, you just feel kind of sad that the world has this kind of evil in it. It's like yeah, there are people like this in the world, but I don't want to think about it. <laughs> yeah, I, I just felt like I, I hate these characters. I want I want someone to inflict pain on them the way they yeah. they torture these innocent people, and you know, I just, just the, the main know. reason I didn't watch Three from Hell is because they're not punished. Like they they go through that whole movie and live at the end, and I'm like, <laughs> what the hell? I want them to die the most right. brutal death imaginable. 
which is the opposite of like Michael Myers or uh, Freddy Krueger, especially. I'm a huge Freddy fan. And as awful as he is, you always want him to live so he can, you know, throw out some more zingers and come up <laughs> with more creative ways to murder teenagers. But with the with the Rob Zombie movies, I was the same thing. I'm like, I don't want these people to live to kill more people. I just want them to die. Right, right. <laughs> but yeah, I don't. Do you want to get into? Because Amy and I both made a list <laughs> of our worst, worst to best of all. Uh, we're not including Halloween Kills because we haven't seen it yet, but the okay. first eleven Halloween movies. Awesome! I'd love to hear um, this. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I guess uh, I've said most of what I wanted to say about Halloween and Halloween Two. Although we might have a few more things to say when we get to them in the list. Um, but yeah, I guess Amy, you can start. What is your? Uh, we'll start at the bottom. What's your like eleventh place? Okay. Halloween movie. Yeah, so this list was actually very hard for me to comprise because there are so many movies. I, cha- I changed mine around a bunch of times. Yeah, even, even <laughs> as I thought about it and stuff. That's the thing. When I'm going through it right now, like I'm kind of like, actually, maybe this. But I'll just read off what I have here. Um, so in dead in dead bottom then or dead last is Rob Zombie's Halloween Two. Um, okay. I absolutely do not like that film. <laughs> there, it's okay. I also, sorry, before you continue, I also have Halloween two in last place, so we can talk about it at the same okay. time. Okay. Um. Yeah. It, it's basically just it's more of the same from his first Halloween. It's very brutal. Uh, they introduce this weird. I don't know, like scene with um Oh the white horse stuff. Yeah, the white that's horse like stuff. Rob Zombie trying to be artsy and make a music video. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't work for me. And I even... don't think it worked for anyone, to be fair. <laughs> I, I don't know. Um I didn't I'm just going off of my memories from what I saw. I did go to theaters to see it. I remember that. And I remember watching it and thinking, this is weird. (laughs) And and the one thing I didn't like too, like you said, it's more of the same, which is true when it comes to like how brutal it is. Mm -hmm. But the thing that the main thing they changed is the characters that were somewhat likable in the first Halloween, especially Laurie Strode, uh, like the new version of Laurie Strode and the new version of Dr. Loomis are probably the best parts of that movie. Mm-hmm. They make them so unlikable in Halloween too. Like Laurie Strode is just, I know she's like supposed to have PTSD and stuff, but she's just such a bitch <laughs> in that movie. And then uh, same thing with Dr. Loomis. He's just like a fame, fame hungry asshole for throughout the whole movie. And there's not even a hint of that in the first one. It's, I don't yeah, know, it's that, a weird choice. That's a really good point. <laughs> um, actually, if I remember correctly, the only characters I liked in that movie were uh, Danielle Harris's character and her father, who was the sheriff. Um, oh, yeah, Brad Dourif. Because I remember correctly, yeah, right. I think he, yeah, I, I think I enjoyed his character in both the first one and the second. And I'm pretty sure they, well, I know she dies in the second. I'm pretty sure he does too. Um, but he at least discovers her body. And I remember I felt terrible for him when that happened. Um, yeah, that was actually that's one of the few scenes that I think is a little bit better in the director's cut because in the original cut it just cuts to silence when he finds her body, but in the director's cut they like keep in his cry of anguish basically, yeah. and it's yeah. So I did feel bad for him, and I was like, damn it, like the, that was in my opinion the best part of that film, and now they're gone, and I don't want to watch the rest of this. So <laughs> so so bottom bottom of the list for me. 
Um, after that, I think oh, probably Halloween Five: uh, Revenge of Michael Myers. That's the one where they introduce the. No, sorry. This is the one where they they try to put some weird cult things in there, but they don't really they explain it. Yeah, they introduce this man in black character. Yeah, who's never explained. They don't really explain that. They just kind of put some random things in there. Um, they give us some characters that I, I I'm not very invested in, and it it wasn't very for me. It just wasn't a very great film. I didn't find it very rememberable, and I just don't love it yeah i have i have halloween five like just above this my number 10 is halloween resurrection um although halloween halloween resurrection is kind of fun for just how like over the top and stupid it is Mm -hmm. but it's bad (laughs) like i I don't know as 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 much as you can enjoy it by like watching it with a group of friends and making fun of it it's still not a very well-made movie I think there was an opportunity to make Halloween Resurrection good by having the whole, like the first 15 minutes in the insane asylum in Halloween Resurrection is pretty good. I think if they had made that into the entire movie and just had Michael Myers stalking people in an insane asylum, could have been all right. Maybe not as good as H2O, but like comparable. But as it is, like the drop off from H2O to Resurrection is, is, noticeable as soon as jamie lee curtis's character spoiler alert dies in the first like 15 minutes of the movie and then the rest of the movie you just can't get invested with these characters but yeah i think let me i'm gonna double check my list but i think i put halloween five next like at my number nine spot yes yeah because i felt the same thing like the characters in halloween five uh, are like the new characters they introduce kind of suck, and then the good characters from Halloween Four are killed off within like the first half an hour. And yeah, I'm just not invested in the story all that much. Like you said, they introduce all these elements that just kind of go nowhere. Mm-hmm. Most of that movie just does not work. Um, but yeah, anyways, what's your yeah. what's next on your list? I agree. So okay, I switched this last minute. Um, <laughs> I've put resurrection in my what ninth spot yes yeah i decided that resurrection is gonna go there um i don't like that they got rid of i don't like what they did with uh laurie strode's character um and honestly i i have some complaints about how she acts in h2o as well i like h2o um but i just feel like if she was stalked um by this oh i guess like okay and that one he is her brother right yeah yeah um if she's stalked by her brother and he murdered all her friends i just feel like she would like i I guess she moved and took a different name but i feel like she'd be more prepared um much like she is in the 2018 reboot um so i i found that i don't know that's that's my i guess although that's kind of that that's the other reason now that you bring that up (laughs) that's the other reason i feel like the reboot in 2018 should be a sequel to h2o because i feel like she wasn't prepared enough in that movie and she's like over prepared in in halloween 2018 Mm -hmm. but i think my problem with halloween 2018 and we'll get to it it's higher up on on my list although i think not as high as you put it but my problem is like she's so overprepared for Michael and it's in this universe she only met him once 
and she survived but she's like she spent the last 40 years being completely obsessed with like preparing for him coming back and it's like in this one he never he didn't stalk you in the hospital he didn't stalk you 20 years later <laughs> he didn't stalk your daughter like why are you so over prepared for him like I don't know. It seemed a little bit too much that she has like this house with all these booby traps and stuff, even though it's kind of cool at the same time. Well, and, and her family <laughs> does mention that too, right? Like Judy Greer's character does. Yeah. Say, like, she's to, like, you you're ridiculous. Kind of um, thing. But it does pay off in that movie. Sorry. I don't want to go into that too much. Uh, okay. Yeah. We'll so, get to Halloween. Um, sorry. Resurrection at nine. Yeah. Um, and then for the eighth spot, I'm putting Halloween for the return of Michael Myers. Uh, that's where I put it. Maybe I'll change my mind later, but right now it's there. Um, I don't actually hate that movie, to be honest. Yeah, I thought it was a good way Halloween to... Halloween 4 is fine, even though it shouldn't exist. That's how I feel. <laughs> well, I didn't like that they decided... I didn't, again, I don't like what they did to Jamie Lee Curtis's character. I don't like that they got mm. rid of her. Maybe she didn't want to come back and they needed something else. Um, but I just don't like that they just decided that she died in a car crash and had a daughter and then it's focused on her. I thought that was a weird way to, I mean, that's the start of a real, really convoluted plotline that they get into. I do like that, uh, Danielle Harris was in the movie because I thought she was a great child actress. And I think, um, like her being there, like I've, I've seen her in other films since, and she's very recognizable. So I mean, in that respect, that's awesome. Oh, and I guess I should also say I enjoy watching the film. Like I thought if I didn't, if it was just a film that I'm watching, like I, I did enjoy it. I did. I, like I without was, like ignoring all the previous movies yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. That's um, kind of how I felt with Halloween four. Like it's, it has some good kills. It has like the, the plot kind of makes sense. I kind of like those hillbilly guys that are trying to kill Michael Myers. Like they get oh, they yeah. get yeah, they get like the town together or they like they kind of like rally up a bunch of people as like a mob to try and go kill them <laughs> and then they end up killing the wrong person by mistake and I was like, "Ooh, that's kind of an interesting thing to explore like this this idea that like mob justice is bad." <laughs> yeah. That's true. Yeah. So, so yeah. So, okay. But it's not all bad, but yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of Halloween four. I put it like, for me, it's right in the middle of my list. Um, I guess I'll just say like, I put Halloween six and then I put four on top of six. Um, but Halloween's for me, Halloween's five, six resurrection and Halloween two are like the bad ones. Those are just the ones I don't like at all. Mm -hmm. Halloween four is kind of right in the middle between bad and good. And then everything I ranked above that I actually liked to varying degrees. So yeah, I, I guess we can talk about cause my number eight is Halloween six and your number seven is Halloween six, the curse of Michael Myers, yeah. which I think a lot of people would put that in like 10 or 11th spot that's yeah. kind of a hated you're right <laughs> they were given everything that was introduced and not explained in the fifth one and and kind of just like figure it out and so <laughs> i do get why that and that one also had so many different rewrites and there's there's the producer's cut and there's a um theatrical cut as well that are completely which different both in some have spots. Which both have like their own problems and, and yeah, own, they they have things they did right and things they did wrong in both cuts. I almost wish someone would make like a mashup of the two, but 
that would require caring about that movie enough to do that. <laughs> that's the thing. <laughs> I don't think um, anyone does. That's the thing. So yeah, it, it's it's definitely a very strange movie, and I mean, and like I guess they did they did do what they could with it to try to explain yeah like i a little bit like i i ranked it above halloween five because like you said they were saddled with the bullshit that they put (laughs) into halloween five so they didn't really have a lot of things they could do and i admire six a little bit more than five because they were trying to do something a bit more creative with the series Mm -hmm. five really like four already felt like a a bit of a rehash but it's a decently made rehash Mm -hmm. five is like really completely rehash like that's just the same movie as halloween four yeah just with shittier characters that you'd like even less Mm -hmm. um Um, plus plus i think matthew said uh, this is the one with uh paul rudd that's literally what i was gonna say yeah plus paul rudd's in this one and i mean it's his first movie actually yeah and he's great yeah, he's actually he's pretty good in it. It's not obviously it's not his best performance. It's his first movie, and it was a Halloween movie. So mm-hmm. <laughs> this movie I actually saw when I was a kid as well. Before I saw, um, like I saw Halloween, and then I didn't see uh, two to five until much later but i did i did see curse of michael myers randomly oh so you must have been very confused i was so confused <laughs> and i remember watching it and why think- is he part of a cult now? yeah <laughs> i remember watching it and thinking to myself well obviously i'm confused because i haven't seen the other ones but yeah. if i were to see those this would all make sense um i now realize that's not the case because they scrambled to put together some sort of storyline based on what they had to work it's with. still yeah even if <laughs> even if you have seen halloween's four and five the sixth one is, is still a jumbled mess mm-hmm. so <laughs> it's i think for both of us it's a little bit higher than it would be for most people but yeah. it's still i still count it as one of the bad ones yeah it's just it's my favorite of the bad ones i guess fair enough um, what's next after Curse of Michael Myers? I put Rob Zombie's Halloween at six. Okay, um, I, I have it also at number six. Okay, and I think that's just because of what I mentioned earlier, how I like yeah. that they added some of that storyline. Same with um, me, like, I like I like that in this one, same with Devil's Rejects, like, he, he picked a lane. <laughs> it's not like Halloween 2, where it's got, like, a bunch of weird music video shit mixed in there. It's just a straightforward Halloween movie, but made in Rob Zombie's style, mm-hmm. which either you're going to like it or not. But <laughs> it, it is what it is. <laughs> um, and, yeah, I think we've already said everything we had to say about Halloween 2007, what we liked or didn't like. Uh, so yeah, what's number five? <laughs> I have H two O at number five. Okay, I have it. I have it a little bit higher. I have Halloween twenty eighteen at number five. I think I didn't like this one as much as most people did. So okay, um, I mean, I <laughs> we'll, think we'll get in. I'll wait until you get to Halloween twenty eighteen on your list. Okay, so I forgot to put Halloween two in my list originally, so I jammed it in at number four. <laughs> um i forgot i forgot to list it so it's number four for me um and then halloween 2018 is number three for me i'm like why is halloween h2o ranked below those other two not that i think that's wrong like (laughs) these are the ones i I kind of juggled around quite a bit (laughs) um and again this was this was a difficult list for me so um let's see so h2o and and part two 
Okay, so part two ranks higher on my list. Yeah, H2O I, I like um, for a few reasons. I enjoy the... I enjoy the change of scenery. I like that it's at a college instead and that he like ventures to, to find uh, Laurie Strode. And um, I like that we're introduced to new characters. Josh Hartnett, for example, I don't necessarily love them. But... Yeah. I like the main thing I like in that movie is, is Laurie Strode. Like, mm-hmm. I think they did a lot more with her in that one than they did in Halloween two, where she's just like, like I said, catatonic for most of the movie, Like she has yeah. a lot more agency in h2o so she's probably the best her and uh adam arkin is in that movie and he's great in everything <laughs> as her as her boyfriend or husband oh, or whatever that guy okay yeah yeah i do like seeing more of jamie lee curtis so i think that's for me why it ranked so high um and then part two like i said i just kind of put it in the fourth spot um watching it i i, I do appreciate a lot that they did with that one um I, I like the way, well, I, I already mentioned this too. Um, I like that we get to know the characters a little more. I, I do agree with you that um, Laurie Strode should have been, it should have been in it more. Um, yeah. So maybe if I were to redo this list, I might put that a little and lower. There's a few, but... Again, there's a few nitpicky things like Halloween two had like a cat jump scare, which felt cheap <laughs> to me. It had, it had more like fake jump scares in it than the first one. So I still have, like, I have it in third place. So I, I have Halloween 2018 in fifth, and then H2O in fourth, and then Halloween 2 in third. So I still like Halloween 2 overall more than those other movies, just because I think it's a very well-made movie. Like you said, the the deaths are very creative and creepy. Uh, the atmosphere is still really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the hospital is a cool setting, even though it's, like, the world's least busy hospital. <laughs> even on well okay there's that one kid who has a razor blade in his mouth but you still think there would be like people who got beaten up in like drunken brawls and stuff because it's halloween night like oh you're right I yeah <laughs> yeah it is strange that the hospital like, is just super quiet yeah um so there's little nitpicky things that keep it from being a little bit higher for me um but yeah halloween 2018 i i have in fifth place Again, I liked it, but I again I thought it was a little bit weird that Laurie Strode is a bit too overprepared. And there's a few there's a lot of humor in that movie that does work, but there and a lot of like scares that do work as well, but there's a few moments that just don't work for me. There's like one really stupid scene where uh I can't remember, I think it's the young not not Judy Greer, but like her daughter. Mm-hmm comes to Laurie Strode's like farm or whatever and she there's all those mannequins that she was shooting earlier and she's just getting like freaked out at the fact that there's mannequins around her. Okay. It's that's just a dumb scene. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, fair there's enough. Just, there's just moments like that in 2018 that I I feel like keep it from being really like as good as I know it should be, I guess. Mm. And then I put, so for that, I ranked Halloween H2O just above 2018 because, yeah, it's not, it's probably not as conventionally good of a movie. (laughs) Like, but I like it slightly more as a film. Like, I just find it to be more fun, Mm -hmm. I guess, than Halloween 2018 was. Um, And it was in that, like we said earlier, it was in that, like, Scream era when horror movies were still a bit more they were still trying to be more for like teenagers. They were still a bit more fun. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and I don't, I don't think there's much more I need to say about Halloween two that we haven't already said. Yeah. Uh, and then we both have the same number two, which I think is interesting. Yeah. Uh, which is Halloween three season of the witch. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one time that they tried to do something different with the series, which I, like I said earlier, I think that's the direction the series should have gone in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think season of the witch is a perfect movie. It definitely has some big problems uh as much as i love tom atkins his character is a little bit too unlikable I don't really know if... because i thoroughly enjoyed him oh, okay. in that movie <laughs> I... I enjoy him in that movie but i just find he's he's such an asshole like he neglects his children i know he's, a... <laughs> he's like a day drinker i think i think for me that's why I kind of, I just find it so hilarious how terrible he is. And it, it, it's laughable. And how he... He's an anti-hero for sure. Yeah. And yeah. how he hooks up with that dude's daughter who's much younger who's, than him. Oh, yeah. She's like half his age. And they hook up. And I'm just like, that's that's not a realistic. I don't know. But I just, you know, and yeah. And he smokes. She's, and she's he, got a daddy complex for oh, sure. Oh, 100%. <laughs> um, and, and that's the thing. And I just, I, I just thought that dynamic... It's funny to me, his character is, it feels like a parody to me, you know, just how he's so carefree and just like leaves all his responsibilities to go on this random like, hunt kind and find of, out. Yeah, yeah, like, like a parody of like misogynistic leading men in, in horror and action movies, I guess. Yeah, it could be. Like maybe he views himself as the hero, but we're just seeing him as this like drunk jerk yeah you know? like, um but to, i just think it works um i i don't i i just feel like he's good for that role um i also okay, really like fair enough yeah and i just find it a fun movie um i i like that scene um where the kids watching the tv show and oh yeah the there's kids... a lot of really creepy good like death scenes but yeah. yeah where he turns into bugs and snakes and stuff yeah so for yeah. me that's an enjoyable film yeah, overall, like, the stuff I really do like in Season of the Witch is all the weird, like, the, the fact that they're using androids and they have, like, a chunk of Stonehenge and they're gonna use... Like, the plan makes no sense, but it's just so <laughs> weird yeah. that it's, it's yeah, it's amazing. And there's some really good, like, effects work and makeup effects and uh, some of the death scenes in that one are, like, the most insane of the whole series like yeah there's the one character who has like part of her face ripped off and stuff it's <laughs> yeah so yeah season of the witches again i wish that halloween 4 was completely different characters completely different storyline like that they kept going with this but this movie bombed miserably and is just now yeah. <laughs> just in the last like 10 years has built up kind of a cult following which mm-hmm. is cool and then number one is pretty obvious. Yeah, <laughs> I think we'd be crazy to not put Halloween 1978 as our number one. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was just something I wanted to do because I like ranking stuff. So yeah, anything, any other like last thoughts about uh, the Halloween movies? I guess Matthew, because we we've, we've been talking this whole time <laughs> going through our list. It was funny because not having seen the movies, I think my list would be very similar. Like, I have seen Season of the Witch. I remember I caught it on cable once. I, like I said, I've seen the Paul Rudd version, the movie. I've seen a couple of the Daniel Harris movies. 
I have seen the Rob Zombie movies. I guess I guess I might have seen the whole thing except for maybe five or there might be something missing. But I, I definitely agree, uh, definitely with the logic too. You know, I, I would definitely say. Resurrection. I don't know if you have you seen the. I, don't. The Busta Rhymes one, where I he saw karate chops. <laughs> she, de- she, she decapitates somebody, and it's not him. That's that one, right? Yeah, the beginning okay. of Resurrection, you find out it was like the ambulance driver. Okay, yeah, I have. I have that. seen. I have seen that. Yeah, and 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 a lot of things I say I've seen it, but it means it's been running in the background while I've been working and doing other things. Yeah, or you've probably seen YouTube videos where they talk about it. Sure, everything wrong with Halloween, blah, 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 ding. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that's actually, I've, I, I think that's how I've seen the Saw series through through those sort of those sort of long form things, so yeah, a lot of a lot of movies. I guess I do watch in that respect. I can't, you know, I read the Wikipedia just to be like, wait, how is this character in this? Whatever. So anyway, no, I, I agree. Uh, that, that was, I like that. That was a good list. That was good, and it's very interesting that the the the, 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 the first one is the best one, and I think that's pretty much the consensus, right? Yeah, although it's it's interesting if I were to rank like the Nightmare on Elm Streets or the Friday the Thirteenth, neither of those I would put the first one at at well, number one. Like, it's a good point. Actually, yeah. I think out of out of those, those are like the big three of horror kind of thing. Sure. I think out of them, Halloween is the worst series, but it has the best first movie. Yeah, maybe that's why the series of movies that came after it were so mostly t- like from mediocre yeah. to terrible because it's so hard to follow up on such a masterpiece. Whereas like Friday the Thirteenth, that first movie, to be fair, is not really all that good. No. So it's very easy to make sequels that can outdo it. <laughs> right, exactly. That's um, a good point. Like I'd probably rank the first Friday the Thirteenth in like fourth or fifth place if I were to rank all of them. Yeah, final final chapters, right? It is actually a pretty good movie, I think. Yeah, and the, actually, the sixth one where he comes back as a zombie and they just throw all realism out the window is probably my favorite <laughs> one of the series. Um, right. Yeah, I don't know what what uh, what are your final thoughts? Do you think Halloween holds up overall? Um, yeah, it does. I I, I enjoyed both watches, and like I said, I don't think I had seen the first one before. Other than maybe YouTube videos, the second one I had seen because it came back to me. Um, I, they hold up. Um, Bridget would disagree. She she was bored. Um, she wasn't scared. Um, she was not. She wasn't like she didn't hate it, but it definitely wasn't. It was sort of like, a, hey, what's you know, what's what's the big deal about this movie, sort of thing. Um, so um, I guess in that respect, maybe towards the younger audience who who kind of. I see. It, see like the see, Conjuring and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. See, we're also the younger audience though, because like these movies came out well before you guys were born and before I was born. You know, yeah. so in a way, you know, I guess you're kind of in a in that weird zone where maybe we're sort of the last generation to appreciate this sort of slow burn tension building horror. You know, uh, you know, I'm not the world's biggest John Carpenter fan, but I like I like his good movies, and I'd say this is one of his good movies. And Halloween two, yeah. Halloween two is okay. You know, same thing. It drags in some parts. Um, you know, it's not particularly. I, I wouldn't say it, it would be particularly memorable. You know, I, I don't know if, how much I'm going to think about it in a week from now, if at, if at all. Um, but that being said, they they weren't 
I wouldn't say they were, they wouldn't be boring. They weren't boring. They weren't bad. They weren't, you know, there's a lot of good things to be said about both a fun watch and a fun discussion. I gotta say. Um, yeah. And, and actually, and it might be even something where if I had been watching TV just late at night or something like, Oh, Halloween too. Let me put this on and it'll, it'll hold my attention all the way through, you know? So I, I, I there's something to be said about that. So, um, you know, how many movies do you turn off in the first 20 minutes? Cause you say this is, this is rubbish or whatever. So yeah, so, yeah I, 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 I like it. I'm, 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 a, I'm a fan, you know, I'm a fan. Um, I couldn't, I you're, couldn't, you're not couldn't a big Bridget over, but horror guy. So and I'm not a horror guy. Yeah. So I do actually like the restraint and the lack of gore and the lack of no torture and none of the sort of the Rob zombie extended stabbing sort of things, which are sort of, yeah. you know, um, you know, it's just, that's just not my thing. You know, I, I can't say it's bad or good. It's just not, just doesn't, doesn't, nothing I'm, I'm, I don't really like. So, yeah. So, so yeah. Fair enough. Uh, Amy, what are your final thoughts if you have any? Yeah. Um, I mean, for me, I'd say they hold up, but I mean, they were a big part of my childhood and I, I feel like they were, at least Halloween was an introduction for me to horror films and, I mean, Which I love... Which is cool. I didn't know that when I asked you to be on this episode. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I... That's... Like, I knew you were into horror since childhood, but I didn't know Halloween was, like, one of the introductory movies for you. Oh, so yeah. Cool. Um, that was one of the reasons why I, I was so happy when you, you know, asked me to be on, on this episode. I was like, yes, okay, cool. Um, <laughs> just because I have so much to talk about. But, yeah, so for me, it's you know, part of my childhood, it, it, it um, got me hooked on horror films. So I'd say, I think it holds up. And honestly, yeah, I, I feel like I could watch these films um, again and again. And, you know, like, I feel like this time around, I enjoy them even more than I did the last time I watched them. So that's, uh, yeah. So I, I mean, for me, I'd say they would hold up. They're not perfect, but they're enjoyable. Yeah, I would say overall the same thing. Uh like I said earlier, I shot him six times. I shot more, him in the heart. He's not stuff, human. I guess. Uh, Universal the Pictures presents Halloween Two: The Second Act. More of the but night he came it's John home. Carpenter, and it's just so perfectly structured that I, I can't not love it, even if there's there's stuff about it that I feel could be a little bit better. Like I said, I think John Carpenter really perfected his own style in the early 80s and then somehow completely destroyed it in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> but we won't we won't get into those. But yeah, the same thing. I haven't seen these movies in ages, but I, I wouldn't mind watching them again. Maybe just like the first three Halloweens and, and maybe H2O and like, yeah, I guess the 2018 ones. Uh, maybe in a in a couple of years, like after Halloween ends come out comes out, I wouldn't mind going through some of them again. But for now, I think I'm good. I think I don't need to watch these again for a little while. But. I, I think I might watch The Last Boy Scout some one of these days. And now that we're talking about Danielle Harris so much, I'm like, yeah, that's a really good movie. Uh, and I don't that one hold. That's one of those '90s, you know, action comedies. Who knows if that holds up? But I might watch that just for the the Daniel Harris aspect, kind of tie it all in. Fair enough. Nice. <laughs>
All right. So, what have you guys been uh, watching lately? <laughs> this is well, kind of our last section. Where, uh, yeah, I just want to check in and see if if you've seen anything interesting. I I watched two. I watched uh, season three, or is it two? Of I think it's be season three. Sex Education on uh, uh, Netflix. Really, like, British comedy. Really loved the show. Uh, season three was okay. It wasn't as good as one and two, but it was still it's still one of the better shows on TV. I watched You, which I absolutely love that show. That had the, th- again, season three had a very good third season. Um, definitely um, really enjoyed that. Finished Squid Game. What? I know we talked about what that is... briefly last time. Yeah, because I've never I had never heard of You until just now because it's in like the Netflix top ten. And it's in its third, like, I thought it was just started, but it's in its third season. Why did I not hear about it when it was oh, in it's, season it's, it's so good. The, uh, Penn Badgley, who, uh, he was in Stepfather Remake, and I don't know, a couple other things. But he's so good in it. He's, you know, he's this, he's the protagonist, and he's just this, this horrible, horrible guy. But he's mm-hmm. so charming, you have to, you end up rooting for him. Um, you know, it's just, uh. You know, you, you, one of those things you think he's it's sort of you know the talented Mr. Ripley, I guess, would probably be the closest. In fact, it is talented Mr. Ripley. If any, if anything, the Matt Damon movie, a lot of it just. Uh, I remember, I remember writing that in my my review when when season one came out. We're like, hey, this is this is talented Mr. Ripley plus. I can't remember what I what I had added to it, but um, you know, like the trashy version of Talented Mr. Ripley. Anyway, it's a lot like that. If you like that Matt Damon movie, which I'm a big fan of. Um, so anyway, I, I don't know um, if I've seen it all the way through, actually. I feel like I've seen part of that movie on TV. Oh. But sure. That's another one of those two-part movies where sort of the first half of Jude Law, then it kind of becomes a different movie. Um, I love it up until the Jude Law stuff. Then after that, it's like, okay. But, um, yeah, um, so I saw those two series. I was in Apialis, um, so very cold in my hotel room, yeah. caught up with it. Um, I, you know, I, I think I've seen some other things I can't remember offhand. It's like, like always, I think I saw some other, some other films that were like just somewhat forgettable after the show. I'll just like put, put on Netflix. Like, Oh yeah, I watched that. That was okay. But those are what come to mind. Those three series and the, and they're all, I recommend all three of them. Like I said, Sex Education, the first two series are a lot better than the third one, but the third one is still a good show, a good watch. Anyway, um, yeah, that's me. <laughs> um, what about you, Amy? I know we've, we some of the stuff is stuff that we've been watching together. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there might be some overlap. I finished Squid Game. Uh, that is Which a, I still haven't started. Yeah, you should. Uh, it's a great show. <laughs> I'm like the only person in the world I feel like that you hasn't are. watched that yet. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of... Because, yeah, no, we've watched a lot of stuff together recently, so I'm trying to not say that. But, um, okay, I can, yeah, I can bring that up. <laughs> um, I went to go... I went to see Venom... Um, I, a couple weekends ago, I think, okay. with some friends. Yeah, um, that was I, I enjoyed it. It was okay. Uh, I'm curious just because it's it's the directorial debut of Andy Circus, which is interesting. <laughs> I really like him as a as an actor and performer, so I'm curious what he's capable of as a director. I kind of hope he's able to direct something that's not 
a pre-existing property mm. in the future. Yeah. But yeah, no, I thought that I thought I, I enjoyed the film myself. Yeah, I think everything else I, I watched with you that I've seen recently. <laughs> or, or you watched it because I told you to. Or that, yeah. Um, so yeah, the one thing, uh, I guess the first thing I'll bring up is they dropped the, the third and unfortunately final season of Final Space on Netflix, which is a really underrated uh, animated series. Kind of uh, almost has like a guardians of the galaxy like feel to it like guardians mm-hmm. of the galaxy futurama uh i don't know what else i would i would compare it to but i like it <laughs> rick and morty maybe a little bit like it's in that okay. same camp it's like it's funny but it's still it takes itself very seriously at the same time and it actually gets it's a show that as you go through it, it gets progressively darker and more serious. So the third season is actually very intense and serious, almost completely throughout. Like there's not a lot of jokes in season three, but I still really enjoyed it. Like at, at that point, they're a lot more just focused on the story. But I think I, I think, did you start Final Space? I did. Or... So I've watched two episodes so far and I'm a okay. little, I'm a little bummed because, uh, you know. It gets better. I, no, 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 no. I like <laughs> oh, what I'm okay. watching oh, so okay. far. I'm bummed because you told me that season three is the last season. Yeah, and it doesn't end like it's. They didn't know it was going to be the last season, so it doesn't end at a good place. It ends at like there's definitely supposed to be a season four. <laughs> so I'm a little bummed because I, I do enjoy the first two episodes. I'm going to watch it all anyway because I mean, even though it might end on a cliffhanger or whatever. Um, I still want to see where it goes. I still think okay. I still think it's a good good enough show that I'll do it. I'll watch it. But uh, but I do yeah. think it gets like the first two or three episodes. I wasn't quite sure what to think of Final Space because I found Gary kind of annoying at the beginning, <laughs> and then I yeah he kind of endears himself to the audience as the show progresses. Uh, the other thing is the, the latest season of, uh, Aquafina's Nora from Queens just came out. So I just, I've only seen the first two episodes so far cause I just, uh, saw that it came out yesterday. Um, and then the other thing that we've been watching together is American Horror Stories, mm-hmm. uh, which we just started. So we've only seen the first two, like two parter episode, which first part was great. Second part was not so great (laughs) yeah it didn't have to exist (laughs) yeah it didn't it didn't need to be a two-parter at all which uh i think ryan murphy has a problem of just letting stories run a little bit longer than they need to like the the first season of american horror story had like that last episode was completely unnecessary um, but I'm, I'm excited to check out the rest of the series and then maybe I can say what I think after that. I, I watched that too. That's what I forgot about that. I've, I've, I've oh, okay. been, I, I have been watching. I haven't, I'm, it's not, I guess I haven't finished in real life, but I've caught up to what I streamed. What was what I had missed. So the, the whole z- z- zombie vamp- vampires part and then into the, into the second part. Of American, like American Horror Story or American Horror Stories. <laughs> oh, okay. There's a difference. <laughs> I know they're, yeah, what, the, are they both Ryan Murphy. Okay. Yeah, American Horror Stories is a new. It's like a spin-off series of American Horror Story, but this one, every episode is a separate story instead of every season. Oh, 
Yeah. Okay. Well, I I watched the other version then. I watched the serial one. Oh, okay. Yeah, American Horror Stories I think is only on Disney Plus because it's a Star okay. original series, which is like Disney Plus is kind of offshoot service. And then the other thing that's kind of adjacent to this show because they have an episode about Halloween that uh, if anyone is listening to this and hasn't seen it yet, you should go watch it immediately. Um, is the movies that made us. A very good Netflix documentary series about classic movies, mostly from like the 80s and 90s. Uh, And the new season is really good. Uh, Like the second season, there's a few episodes I didn't watch. Like there's one about Pretty Woman and there's one about Forrest Gump. And I'm just not the biggest fan of either of those movies. (laughs) This season, though, like... uh, Outside of that, they did two Christmas movies that I'm not a huge fan of. One of which is a Nightmare on or I almost said Nightmare on Elm Street, the Nightmare Before Christmas. So I might watch that episode before uh, our next episode. Spoiler, <laughs> but yeah, the, this season they mostly focused on horror movies. So they did Halloween, Friday the Thirteenth, Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, Aliens, RoboCop. And then for some reason, uh, coming to America is like the only the only nonviolent, non horror ish movie that they did this season for some reason. But yeah, really good if you're interested in like the, the history of movies and the process, I guess, of making a movie made and all the bumps that come along the way of trying to get a movie made and I like that they don't skirt around all the on-set drama that they have to deal with in these movies. So yeah, that was cool. And then also Amy and I have been watching a lot of horror movies from the 2000s because there's so many that I haven't seen. I don't know. It's just an era, not just horror movies, but just in general. It's like an era of film that I just kind of ignored for the longest time. So Anything good? Let me see. I I liked Wrong Turn actually more than I thought I was going to. okay. Elijah Dushman. That was right? one of the, yeah, like she's really great in it. Yeah, it was just a really effective, very simple, evenly paced. I don't know if you would call it a slasher movie, just like crazy people in the woods type of movie. <laughs> Cabin in the woods esque yeah. type of movie. Sure. Um, we watched Ring the Ring yesterday, which I liked. Maybe. Okay. About, I actually liked it about even with the, because I've seen the Japanese version and I like the American remake about the same, actually, which is rare. <laughs> and, and after the scary movie stuff, then it's sort yeah, of. It makes, yeah, it makes more right. sense. Yeah. Yeah. That joke. Like, that's what that joke Yeah, was. Those, mm-hmm. those jokes make more. Actually, the whole opening scene of The Ring, all I kept thinking of was the third scary movie, because it's almost like a shot for shot remake of, of right, the opening right, scene. Right, right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think that's about it for stuff that I've been watching. Uh, so, yeah, I guess I hinted at it earlier, but I can announce for our next episode we will be talking about. Uh, two Henry Selleck movies, not Tim Burton movies, because I hate it when people say that. <laughs> the Nightmare Before <laughs> Christmas and Coraline, uh, both of which I have not seen in a very long time, and both of which can kind of bridge the gap between Halloween and Christmas. It's the perfect movie to watch <laughs> as okay. we as we leave this season and start to enter into into the holiday season. So thought it would be a a cool thing to look at for next time 
Uh, so yeah, I guess that's about it for us. Uh, thanks again for listening, and we will see you next time. Janet, go tell Mr. Garrett we're having trouble with the phones. There is no place to hide. He will always find you. What's this? It's a Celtic word. It means the Lord of the Dead. <laughs> <laughs>